What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast. It's your guy, Emmanuel, and this episode is brought to you by Lyft. When you give 135 rides in your first 30 days, you will have a $1,300 guarantee built in. You know what I'm talking about? So use promo code Emmanuel32636. That's Emmanuel32636. My government, E M M A N. UEL. All right. So um, the cool thing about that guarantee is that thirteen hundred dollars that's based upon fares. So let's say you give your one hundred and thirty fifth ride and your total fares uh, amount to eleven hundred dollars. You will still get that two hundred dollars deposited to to complete that thirteen hundred. And also tips don't even count towards it. So let's say you did your one hundred thirty fifth ride. You got $1,100, but you had $250 in tips. It doesn't matter. They're going to still give you that 200 to fill in that 1300 guarantee if it's not met. So um, you might as well do it. You know, you, you ain't doing nothing anyway. You know, you, you just you just sitting on your couch. You know, you, you just you just chilling. You just wasting time. No, but for real, though, um, if you want to do something on the weekends, like make some money on the weekends, that's the best time to do ride share. Uh, nights of big events, concerts, Blazer games, Portland Timbers, uh, or wherever you at, you know, basketball, football, baseball, whatever city you in, wherever you're listening. Um, yo, you might as well hit the road real quick. If you got a decent record, um, and you got a car that's no more than 10 years old, you're eligible, start making money. So once again, show your support for the podcast and use promo code Emmanuel. Three two six three six. I hope y'all are enjoying or have enjoyed your extended weekend, your MLK weekend. If you had to work on MLK Day, God bless you. But uh, I hope you still were able to reflect on what MLK has done for Black people, what he's done for America, and uh, let's not his let's let's not let his legacy live in vain. And also, let's not let's not um just honor MLK or just think of MLK based upon what society has told us about him. Um, MLK was obviously very deep, but it's, we don't know too much about him based upon what the school system teaches. So one book I would encourage everyone to read, um, is letters uh, to a Birmingham jail. It's about pastors writing to MLK about how they inspired him. Um, how they, how he inspired them on their journeys, you know, of becoming pastors and helped them overcome just by knowing what he did and just what his legacy has done for them. Also, that book honestly helped change my life and helped me realize it helped me start the podcast and and it helped me realize that um, racism is not gonna be won just by. I hate to say it like religion or um, just people being of the same religion or, you know, one thing that I realized, one thing that's that's taught, you know, that's taught to us as as Christians, at least to me growing up, is that, you know, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. And if we all have the same Holy Spirit, you know, we're praying to the same God and we're all we should all be on one accord. But that has not played out in America since day one. All these so-called Christians, I guess we're supposed to all have the same Holy Spirit, but it don't operate like that when stuff goes down and and it's racial tension, whether it's Mike Brown, Philando Castile, Alden Sterling, 
uh, or whoever the, whoever it may be, um, Sandra Bland. It's a, it's a separate reaction between black and white people. And you, I, I used to think, well, for Christians, we should all be in this together. And, you know, we should come together as brothers and sisters because the Bible tells us that we're brothers and sisters and we're all one in Christ. And we have the same we have the Holy Spirit. So we have the same spirit. No, it's more than that. And this book gives many testimonies and accounts of why the church is so far back and so far behind society. Um, so. It's, so it's, it's not just so it's, it's about MLK, but it's also about the pastors who were inspired by him. So I, I didn't get on here to uh, give a, a advertisement for that book as well, but I highly recommend it for real because it's a it's a solid book. So. Um, so, yeah, this episode right here was recorded at K-Boo. Um, shout out to Oba. I appreciate you, man, for coming through, sitting in on the session and making the session happen, really um, allowing us to be able to record. But I had uh, the homie Cheyenne Camille straight out of South Jamaica, Queens, man. She came through. Um, we had a really good discussion about interracial dating, um, about being black in Portland, like, you know, moving from out of town, especially from the East Coast, coming here and just that experience and how to, you know, how challenging it can be to date, you know, other brothers, at, you know, being in Portland and her her experience with that and also Oba's experience, you know, him being from New Jersey coming here and dealing with that. And, it, you know, the, the challenge that you face when you're trying to date black in an extremely white city. Right. So we talk about that. And also one thing that brought us all together was, you know, me discovering uh, Cheyenne's story when she was on. Well, she, she didn't ask to be on there, but Tariq Nasheed made a video um and he in, in one of his live streams he included her youtube video that she put out about her interracial dating experience um it was very interesting here in his comments and uh then going on her page after going on her youtube page after she was on Tariq nasheed and just seeing a flood of comments most of them negative about her and, and her interracial dating experience. So I want y'all to definitely check out those videos as well. After you listen to this, I'll put them, I'll put links to them in the show notes, but without further ado, let's get into it. Enjoy the show. Holla at y'all. Grace and peace. Truest me, my truest speech, true and deep from the loosest leaves of my loose leaf, my flaws and all, see, I'm fragile but by grace, I am choosing peace over losing sleep, and I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these pyramids. What up, what up? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back. I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in the studio. We uh, we over here at K-Boo 90.7 in Northeast Portland. Wait, is it still Northeast? Northeast? Which, come on. Or is oh. it just East Portland? You know, when it's Burnside? It's and it's actually technically South Side of Burnside. Don't say that. We on the South? We on the South Side, man. Man, they taking that North. They taking everything, man. Man, what's going on, yeah, man? All right, for sure. But uh, yeah, man, we, we in this thing. I have a very special guest, and I'm not talking about Oba. He's been on the show. He's common. He's not special anymore. Okay, but we have New York's finest, Queens' finest man. She's back for the first time. Yeah, back like she <laughs> never left. Southside Jamaica Queens, to be correct. You know what I'm talking about, Miss Cheyenne Camille. Say what's up to the people, Cheyenne. What's up? What's up, people? Man, so I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous. What you nervous for? 
<laughs> How is Cheyenne Camille nervous? I don't understand that. I'm very, I'm always nervous. I'm super shy. Oh my goodness. Well, based upon what I've seen in the videos and the way you express yourself. <laughs> Yo, can we, can we, can we put a- You gotta elaborate with we gotta, that. Yeah, we gotta elaborate on <laughs> that right now. Based on, based, based on upon what, I what I've seen in the videos that you and Oba submitted. <laughs> <laughs> the amateur video? No, 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 no. <laughs> based upon what I've seen on YouTube. Okay. Doesn't even help. Okay, <laughs> I'm so the the video had, had it wasn't it wasn't on the the plane of you know what I've seen from City Girls and Cardi B. Okay, it was just Cheyenne talking, fully clothed, just telling her story, expressing herself, and uh, you went viral. But I don't I don't want to give up too much right now. I want to go ahead and have you introduce yourself to the people. Tell tell them who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you've been up to. Well. In the words of a fellow New York girl, I'm Cheyenne. I'm just a regular, degular, schmegular girl from the hood. Hey. <laughs> and I'm just about being myself, mm-hmm. doing what my heart tells me to do, and going with the flow. That's what my YouTube channel is really all about. Just me being me, talking to no one, hoping that someone is listening. Mm, that's poetic. Talking to no one, hoping someone is listening. Mm. <laughs> bars. Bars. <laughs> only, only from New York, you just automatically got bars, bro. Everybody from New York can spit. You got a, you got a sixteen in the tuck. You know what? It's crazy because I don't have a sixteen. You got an eight. I, pro- I think it might spit be an eight, eight for, real first quick. Of all, first of all, in the tuck <laughs> is hilarious coming from this guy. Yo. <laughs> Listening to him use that per- like that's like it's like Joe Button and Cap. It is. It is. <laughs> it's all cap. In the tuck. I'm like, <laughs> in the tuck. Because they say that all the time. Everything you know, is the, in the tuck every five like, minutes. That's like white, that's like white people trying to like talk black. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, hey pause. What 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 it what it does? What, well, it, what do? it what it do? That's that's what it, the equivalent oh, to that. Don't was. don't play me, bro. Don't don't play me. <laughs> Don't hey, don't compare me to an Anglo-Saxon. I right, no cap, bro. No cap. No, I'm not capping. Bro. <laughs> you capping? <laughs> but Shine, yeah, we we waiting on that eight. What's good? What's good? Well, I got a beat, and you know, like somebody gonna look up the no beat. More. Oh, you have your own beat? Well, it's in my phone. Right, it's go. in the phone. Oh, she's serious. Because she's got her eight. She's got her eight. She just has to make sure it matches to a different beat. What you got? Oh no. I- we're not going to. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not happening. <laughs> she got I'm nervous. I get it. Uh, All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because, you know, you never know. Hey. <clears throat> yeah. Could I take a couple seconds to find the Absolutely. beat, though? Oh, take okay. your time. Take but, your time. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. You, you want, got it? You want to go find it? Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. And in the meantime, I'd like to say thank you for thank you first and foremost for inviting me to your podcast again. Oh, I think no that doubt. this was something that was really exciting to see because um, I didn't get the feedback that you got when I approached Miss Cheyenne about speaking to the speaking to the world or whatever. What do you mean? So I slid into the DMs. Oh, I saw the video. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, okay. oh yes. But okay. but I get it. Wait, because, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, the DMs have been slidden into. That's cool. But I said, I said, yo, that's wait, cool. Wait, how? Do, well, first that's of cool, all, and I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I got receipts. If we I'm need, if to, we need I'm receipts, I got receipts. Oh, right. and I knew. <laughs> Look, that's when I knew you was holly. That's when I knew you was like, yo, she, she already. You can't reach her no more, yo. See, so but I was this, like, but this spoke about socks and sandals podcast because like, oh, yo, if he could on, reach her, come on, man. I was like, yo, if he could reach her, come then on, I know, man. then I know, I got well, a lot of work. Well, to first do of still. all, well, you must not have used like the correct words. You know, you. you Sentences matter. You got to put so period, right. so I know that you're, you're so a real right. person. You're so right. So I know that you're a good. Yeah. Only good people use no, period. No, a real person. Oh, real. Per- 
Mm. Not like a run-on sentence. Gotcha. Oh, oh gotcha. man. You got, you're, you're All right, grammar. we'll see. We'll see. Because, again, knowing that, you know, once you hit a certain status in this country, you can't be, you have to, you, you have to filter through your DMs a lot, right? Word. So tell me about how you <laughs> were able to successfully, you know, like, um, I'm not even, no, I'm not going to use that analogy, but, you know, how did you successfully bring this together? Okay, thank you for saying bring this together because it <laughs> To be clear, to be clear, there was no sliding. Nope. There was no sliding into any DM. That was a gingerly stroll into the, the very business-like. It was, like a, a, it, was, it was a respectful request. And I believe the first, it started off with a comment, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I was on the Tariq Nasheed video. Well, look, let's, let's properly introduce this. So, the reason why Cheyenne is on the show today is because I seen her on a Tariq Nasheed video. It was December the 21st, no, 24th. And uh, he went in on her video that she had made about interracial dating. He was going in, you know, Tariq was doing what he does um, because she's because she's black and she dated a white guy. That automatically makes her what he likes to call a bed wench. And he was just throwing names left and right and just talking how he talks, doing what he does. And all his minions were agreeing and all that type of stuff. But like, as I was listening to her story, I was like, well, I mean, he's calling her all these names, but like, it just sounds like she was young and she was just going through it and she just learned a lesson. Um, and then like in the comments on the live stream on YouTube, uh Oh, when you moving it, it's got me cutting out on, on a live stream in YouTube, uh, I seen her name, so I looked her up on uh, YouTube and on Instagram. And then I seen a video, I was like, why I moved to Portland. I'm like, oh, my God, this girl's in Portland. <laughs> I was like, nah, I got to reach out to her, bro. Like, I, I have to get her on Socks and Sandals. Like, there's this has to happen. So I went uh, went on Instagram. Uh, I think I used my personal email uh, or was it my Socks? I can't remember if I used my Socks and Sandals or personal. I think so. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, so... I uh, approached the DMs in a respectful <laughs> manner, and I I told her that I had seen her. I was like, "Yo, I know I know your DM I know your DMs is kind of blowing up. I know it's crazy since it's Tariq Nasheed stuff." He knocked on the DM door. I did, man. <laughs> but I was like, "Hey, you know, I commend you for sharing your story. This, that, and the other. I believe that's what I said." And then um, I just told her about I have a podcast, and I would like to bring you on. Blah blah blah. And uh, I don't know how do you remember it, Shine? Because I don't remember what I put. Um. Yeah. Exactly like that. Okay, perfect. So yeah, and so did you, here we many, are. How many periods did you use? Do you remember? Like was it, it was a, it was a proper amount? Like grammar, grammar appropriate? Yeah, my so in college, I got a <laughs> I got a B plus in English, but I should have got an A. I don't know how Ooh, I did. Humble get brag, yeah, we, sure. weird brag, weird flex, but okay. It's, it's, it's a weird flex, but I'm just saying the flex is appropriate because there's a reason why I got a response oh, and you didn't. So that's I, all I'm trying ooh. to tell you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It so. burns, yo. It yeah. burns deep, man. Yeah. But I appreciate that. Um, so tell me about your DM. Yeah, we uh, let's <clears throat> let's get into that. Open. Yo, you know what? I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna remember it um, right now because we have an eight to spit. But as soon as those are over, because I think she's I think she's been stalling. That's what I really think. I really think that was a ploy to get us off track because she brought up the beat already, and I think you might. Oh, oh, hey, hey. Okay. I don't hear it. Oh, is that right? Turn it up a little bit. Of course. Okay, there we go. Start it over because I don't know. I don't... Yes. Bring that beat back. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Woke up today in a good ass mood. Looked at the time. Damn, I really got a lot to do. It's almost one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm feeling great, but first I gotta eat some food. I open the fridge and what do I see? A whole lot of nothing looking at me. So I grabbed a beer and cracked that open instead and said fuck it and I took the whole beer to the head. Uh, now I'm thinking, what do I wear? Got a whole lot of clothes, got a whole lot of gear. Uh, but I like to keep it simple and sweet. Put on my favorite black sweat and a new white tee. Uh, can't forget to grab my phone and my keys. Turn off all the lights and lock the door before I leave. Uh, put a smile on my face. It's about to be a motherfucking good day for me. Come on. Hey! <laughs> In the tuck, like it's nothing. Uh, she hey. was like, all right, all right, fine. And you know that was off the dome right now, because that's exactly what she did this morning. <laughs> like, literally, she just she took all this time to just remember like, what let, she Let did me this tell y'all exactly what I did this morning, real quick. Today was a good day. Hey! Well, well done. <laughs> Well done. That That's, was dope. That was dope. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I was so distracted by that that I didn't want to get into the DMs real yeah, quick. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk uh, about that. Yeah. Let's let's, let's get, get into, into your sure, exact man. DM. I do bro. not. I want to hear the run on sentence. <laughs> Little do you know, I used to sit in on those classes. Mm. I didn't take any of them. Mm. I just literally sat in on other people's interesting. classes. Interesting. Interesting. So I, you know, what I'm saying I picked. You I picked must have went to school through. high. Osmosis. No, never, ever. I didn't smoke until like way after college. Cause I didn't, I didn't reply. I don't know. I don't understand. Okay. Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> oh no, no. Where do you go to like your sent messages? In the meantime, please, please, good sir. Um, I'll find this, but let's see, let's see. Sent. Oh, now he has a problem finding it. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Um, name tag, search, close friends. How you, how you send? Oh, you know what I can do? I can just go to your. What's your Instagram again? C H E Y. C A M. There you Boom, go. It's right, there. right there. Boom. You, you was know, already. You know why lurking. You was lurking. You know why it's right there. It was at the top of your search. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miss Lady. Oh no. Hey, Miss Lady. Period. Period. That right there will hey, not get a reply. Period. <laughs> Listen to this, yo. This I'm not a, replying to that either. It doesn't even matter what the rest of it says. Hey, Miss Lady. Why not? Oh, it wasn't hey. I would never hey a, a Miss Lady. I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, hey. Thank you. Hey, Miss Lady. That makes it worse. It doesn't. That's a, you, that's a cat call in a DM. A cat call? <laughs> you, guys hey. are, you guys are awesome. Hey, hey, little, little shorty in the red. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 doll. <laughs> hey, doll. Hold on, doll. Oh, what you doing, Shauna? Okay, so continue. I'm not listening to you guys anymore because. No, no, no. Wait, no, wait, no, no, no. That's it. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. No, right? don't don't get shy. Don't I, get in your feelings. I'm no, not no, gonna no. be the one to get ridiculed after sentence number one. If y'all were smart, <laughs> y'all would have waited to the end of it and then start cracking me on the entire paragraph that I wrote to her. But now y'all want to go sentence for sentence. Of course, what do I look like? Do, do I look sadomasochistic? Man, y'all. All right. Don't we'll don't try to that. use big words now. <laughs> just me. read the damn sentence. Do I look man. crazy? Do I look crazy? I don't look crazy. Low key, so. but just just read the sentence, brother. Um, one thing that I wanted to get into why Tariq Nasheed <laughs> got at you is. Is I grew up in New Jersey, right? So I grew up in like like Newark. So you know Jersey is split between Philly and New York. I grew up on the New York of Jersey, and it's it's so funny because where I come from and the way I grew up, I didn't have any white friends until college. Mm -hmm. And so all the people, everybody was other. Whether you were Arab, whether you were Asian, whether you were you know what I mean like North African, South African, what Caribbean, like everybody was other. So we all kind of had that camaraderie in American culture. So when I stepped out and I finally was able to like 
mingle amongst white people. I was like, oh, when in Rome kind of thing. You know what I'm Agreed. saying? I've never done this before. Let mm-hmm. me let me go see what this is. And it's crazy how like the people that are in the dare programs, you know what I mean? The people that are just like, yo, don't do drugs and stuff like that. The ones that I believe are the ones that have done it. Yeah. The ones that go to jail are the most effective people to tell you why you should stay out of jail and mm-hmm. things. Like tax don't free tax. But tax is a huge advocate of don't come in here. And I believe him. And I really take what he says seriously because of the situation that he's in right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So can you, is that is that something that you've experienced as well? Same exact thing. So growing up in the hood, um, a tough neighborhood, all you see is what you see. And even though you have this idea that not everything is like this, it almost feels like those three blocks is all the world is. Mm. So I was just around the same type of people. Yes, there were a couple others, but no real white people. Mm-mm. No stereotypical mac and cheese <laughs> with no flavor white people. Craft mac and cheese. The closest yeah. you'll get is like a lasagna <laughs> is a is a is an Italian person. In my in my it, yeah, exactly. That's a, and they're, you know, South Shore is definitely yep. not. That's not. And what? so when That's I went to college, I met a bunch of white people and I was like Oh shit! Like y'all out here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't—they didn't care about me. They didn't care about what I looked like. They didn't care about how I dressed. They didn't care about what everyone at home cared about. So it was like, man, I guess we gonna get to know some white people, mm-hmm. and some white people gonna get to know me. And that was from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so, and and then where everything went in on the video was like, you no, know, you were telling your story about dating your first white boy yeah and that whole experience um so without going too deep because I'll, I'll play a few clips or whatever from what you put but like give the people just an overview of like what happened you know and then what how it started and then how it ended you know what i mean so uh i met him by the way we can talk about this later but he actually hit me up he oh, saw the video. after the video, <laughs> part two. Bah, bah, bah. So, oh, wow, you, out, you really out here now? Okay, you know? the mm-hmm. exes are lurking now. Yeah, hope hey, you, hope he's doing upset, good. ain't he? Yeah. Ooh, because because you use his name. <laughs> um, because I use his name, he said I made him sound like um. He gonna try to come after you for these bands? Beater and come on. Oh, so is he gonna make a response video? That's what I said. He got mad at me, and I was like, "Look, I'm only telling my side of the and story. If you wanna clarify, then you Word. need to make your own video. If Word. not, then." chill out wow but that wasn't the question or um yeah so i met him second day after getting to the school after moving in and there was no so we bonded with him talking about he asked me where i was from i said queens he said oh like nas but nas is from queensbridge like that was his way of trying to be like oh you know me let me say some mm-hmm White man trying to That's, get it. That was his in the tuck. That was his in the tuck. There we go. It's classic. And so, yeah, that's that was like our first conversation. I'm like, nah, just from 50 Cent, Southside, Jamaica, Queens, not Nas. <laughs> and then we we were just cool from there. Like nothing, nothing serious, no touching, no nothing. Just he was older than me. I was. 18 so i was like yo you trying to go to the liquor store for me like that's really what he was like Mm -hmm. he was a plug yeah yeah and and then you know it progressed yeah yeah 
And then y'all became a couple. Listen, listen to the episode to get the details. But yeah, yeah, to get some details. You know, it was Five a two and a half year later. relationship. So mm. yeah, twenty it's, minutes does not explain two and a half years. Or or and so I mean you yeah, but you went in like that was a it was like a, it was a two part joint mm-hmm. yeah on on YouTube. So y'all should check out the video and she tells a story. Great storyteller tells it everything in detail. Like you can kind of visualize everything. So like I I just admired that too like the way that you told the story i feel like you didn't leave nothing out and it was like like everything that was said was necessary you know yeah. to, to paint that picture um but what i was most drawn to was like your your conclusion which doesn't and what i when we were talking before i was like when you asked me like what do i think because everybody you know is saying their opinion and a lot of a lot of the opinions are like kind of bad or whatever or just like overly aggressive the way people are drawing their conclusion but like what I said was, I don't know if it's right or if it's wrong. Yeah. And I don't even think that matters at this point, especially where you're at in your life and how young you are. Like, who knows if it's right or if it's wrong, but you but you went, you had an experience and then you came to a conclusion and now you're just living your truth and you're going to figure out whether it's right or if it's wrong or whatever the case. But like, I was just, I, I admired that the fact that you was like, you know what, this is not for me. I don't think this is something that, you know, we should do as black people. We shouldn't be dating interracially. So so give give people just an idea of, like, why you came to that conclusion at the end of your relationship. So I do want to clarify that I, I did say that he was the first white guy that I dated, but he was not the only white guy that I dated. Mm-hmm. I talked about him in particular because he was the most um, influential on in my life. He was the longest guy I've been with. Um, a lot of my growth... And, like, non-growth happened while I was with them. So I did talk about that in particular. And I actually plan to talk about other white guys that I've been with. But the reaction, I don't, I don't know if I want to go down that road anymore. <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> um, but how did I come to that conclusion? Is that what you asked me? Yeah, how did you come to that conclusion? Like, yeah. um, Let's see. How do I say this? Going back to where I grew up, I was just, I was, I was black and I knew I was black, but I didn't know I was different Mm. because everyone is like me. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to really word this the right way. (laughs) It don't have to be perfect. Um, Socks and sandals is all about unapologetic expression. We're not going to hold you to one idea. If you change your mind, it's cool. You know what I mean? So, um... Yeah, knowing that, it was just, you, we didn't, we didn't get taught all these lessons that we're being taught now. Like, mm-hmm. the pro- police brutality, it just felt like these niggas was doing shit. Like, you know what? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we was doing shit. Yeah. So, I didn't feel like that was a problem. It wasn't until I stepped out of it and seeing it through a clearer lens that, like, yo, there really is a problem going on. We are being targeted for no reason. We are beautiful as fuck for no reason, Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly. So Mm -hmm. I just had to relearn what it means to be black because even though I grew up black, I never hated myself. I never felt like being black was inferior. I also still didn't know much about being black Mm. because... It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's well, hard to explain. I, there's, there was something that you said. Um, you said something to the effect of, 
uh, I'm totally against interracial dating now that I love myself, appreciate myself more, and love black women more. So that's kind of what I wanted mm-hmm. to get into, like that that coming to that that self love, that actualization that you had, you know, and and loving black women more, like how that played a, a role into everything. So, uh, like many black women. Um, I did the whole thing. I stereotyped other black women. Like, in my career field, if I would see a black patient, I'd be like, oh, damn, I don't want to work that one up because I don't feel like having an attitude. Um, So I had to learn, like, why do I automatically think that a black woman is going to have an attitude? Why don't I do that same approach with white women? Um, So I had to be like, you know what? I'm going to work this lady up. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to ask her about her day. Like, I'm not going to go in with those automatic stereotypes. And I feel like a lot of black people don't admit that they do have that battle with each other. So that's what I meant by I had to love other black women because me doing that to them, there's no way that I could have loved myself if I'm treating them like that. Mm. I can definitely agree with that, too, because I've been in the service industry for five, you know, for for years. Mm -hmm. And two groups of people that don't tip are Indians and blacks. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where you always, you do have that like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, dang, this is my good table at yeah. like a prime time <laughs> at night. All right, well, all right. But you have to train, reach, yeah. unlearn those yep. like automatic uh, assumptions. Or even if it ends up being true, that love is, that love, you can, you have another chance to show that love. Right. Let me give them better service than somebody that would, you exactly. know what I mean? Give me. So I, I totally understand that. And I, and I agree with you. We, we fight amongst ourselves because of, because of our preconceived notions of each other, that mm-hmm. some may be true and some may be not, but that's really difficult to kind of overcome. But that's that's really dope that you have that personal responsibility yeah. to you and your people to work, do the work. Word. And oh, but why, the reason why, another reason why I had you here, other than you just being a great individual and just 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 an amazing person on, to man. be around. Say, say more. You know. Um, <laughs> Make his head dis- a little bigger. Despite the run-on sentences. You, the, 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 this one. I'm done. I'm done. All right. That is that is grossly inappropriate. I thought you were referring to my head as slightly large, but she went elsewhere with that. Do you see how? Please, please, please go on. You were saying how great I am. Oh my! Let me just. I'm not gonna say anything. Despite the run-on sentences, man, I just admire you as a person. And so, and also one one thing that we've talked about privately, and also on your radio show on Effable Radio, hey. ninety point seven, second and fourth Thursdays, y'all. Yeah. Tune in. Uh, what time? Uh, seven o'clock. Seven, seven to, to ten. ten. Seven to ten. All right. So. Um, interracial dating in Portland. If you are, because I know how you feel about it, I know how Cheyenne feels about it. I, and I have my somewhat. I don't know everything, but I'm just saying, just based on what you said, I would say most of my experiences in. Okay, again, when we say interracial, we were talking about black and white. And you know how interesting that is because I don't want to take it too crazy, but porn, pornography, interracial is always black dude, white girl. Yeah, it's never Vietnamese woman. And Mexican dude. It's never black Word. guy with German. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always black guy, white girl. I would say not always, of course. But I would say 87% of the time, if you were to type that in, mm. that is the that is the most sought after. Because they did their whole, like, um, but that's, the, that's that category specifically. Okay. And so, is that what you're talking about? No, I'm not talking <laughs> about interracial porn. No. no. <laughs> Are you I'm, talking about? I'm talking about... <laughs> Black. Interracial dating, but black in and white. Portland, black and white. Okay, in Portland. Yes, I'm listening. Well, that's tough. 
right? And it's so, it's so. I'm sorry, it's I actually didn't, I didn't not mean to tough pause. <laughs> it's actually not tough at all, and that's that's the that's oh, it's the whole, not. That's the whole hypocrisy. So you don't feel like Portland. it's tough, Cheyenne? How do you feel? Ooh. On a scale of one to ten, ten is being the toughest, one is being the easiest. How tough is it to date black a black man in Portland? As you being a black woman. Oh wait, wait, you just okay, okay. Yeah, I think you misunderstood the question. I think I did as well, for sure. So, what 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 did you want me to speak on? Did you want me to speak on interracial dating or intra or like intra? So, if you're if you are not trying to date interracially, okay, in Portland, Oregon, yes. How hard is it to successfully Ooh. date another black person? Because for one, Portland is like two percent black. That is very difficult. And I, then, if you're not from Portland. Right. You can't just yeah. easily click into other black circles and because another the circles thing, are set. Right. The social circles are set. But also the those set social circles, many of them are related to each other. Fact. So they like black people in Portland can't even date black people because of that like risk mm. of familiarity. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you might but be you're making the, it seem incestual. No, it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> it's but not, I mean, but that is a very very small group of people. It is a small group of people. And it's you know, it's getting smaller. So now that that pool of black people is getting larger, it's it's um transplanted black people who don't have a connection because it yeah. seems the Portlanders don't want to have that connection or have us like seep through. But it's also a mentality mm. that we see as outsiders looking at Portlanders. So the women that I've dated, the black women that I've dated in Portland, none of them have been from Portland. But mm. I would say they are attracted to this idea that Portland has. And I think that's why I was finding so so much difficulty because I didn't I didn't come to Portland for the ideals. I came to Portland for the nature. You know what I mean? Mm. And so okay. when when I did that, it was really difficult for me to see a lot of black women really siding or really like emulating white women femininity. You know what mm. I mean? Or white women feminism. Wait, say it again, say it again. I I found a lot of black women emulating white women femininity and white women feminism. That is such a fact. But that's but that you're talking about the black women that come here yes. from somewhere else. Yes. Correct. I don't see that among black women that are from Portland, but the black women that come to Portland. That's so interesting. I'm about to be asking all black women, where are you from? And I'm going to be <laughs> clocking them. Like, Clock. Let me see if you we need this field research, for real, because that's really important, because wow. that's what attracts a lot of people here, because people want to have this, like, Portland has such has such fake liberalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like kick mm-hmm. all the black people out and then put black signs matters. I've never seen that. Black okay. Lives so Matter black lives matter. Thank you. Black lives matter signs in yeah. the in this in the yard of black people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the only tree that only reason that tree is there is because of the black you know, the seven generations of black people that you just kicked out of the house. Sure. You know what I mean? Or sure. had foreclosed on because of the property value. Uh, you know, I could go on about that, but <laughs> it's uh it's really difficult because I feel like the women that I've dated here, it was really frustrating because I get that again, I get that like American, and that's another that's another challenge dating black black American women. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And as a Nigerian, I have very little experiences. You know, it's so crazy the disconnect between Africans and Americans, black Americans, is crazy. And I don't think crazy. all of it is taught either. I think epigenetics is a real thing. Hmm. I really think that that is a big reason why black love is so difficult in this country is because a lot of us are broken, and a lot of us yeah. are learned to be broken. You know what I'm saying? Like both my parents come from out. I don't have the blood invested in this country, mm-hmm. but I in, I I was indoctrinated with the mentality, and I was able to see that in my community. Yeah. So that's kind of how I I'm I'm still unlearning that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's what made it. That's what made me understand like 
black love is hard because black people have been through it. And who wants to be with somebody broken? Like, I'm broken. True. You broken. Why, why would we want to be together? Let's go. Let's go enjoy someone that's not broken. Yeah. And I get that. But that's dangerous. And who's to say, who's that to say that someone isn't broken just because they're not black? That's you a, see, you see what you putting I on yourself. I was just about to say that it's well unfortunate said. that a lot of the time when you think of "let me go get with someone that's not broken," you automatically think that that Other. person is not black. Right. Yeah, right. right. So what, and I would say so broken in that, so in that, that in mentality, that, man. Like, well, there's gotta, also an indoctrination that other people don't deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like when you date somebody that's not, even if they're black, but they're not black American. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've dated far more black women in my life than any other cultural subgroup, mm-hmm. but I have dated enough other cultural subgroups to where I go. Oh no, no, I, I like I like the women that that look like me, mm-hmm. but I, because I've had those experiences, but I also have the like the non-American experience, and those people have a different understanding of what America is. You know what I'm saying? Understanding of what this system is, mm-hmm. and there's not that angst. There's not that like. You ever seen like a, a a grandparent like afraid of a dog, and they'll make their grandkids afraid of dogs. And the grandkid doesn't even know why they're afraid of dog, but as soon as they see the dog with their grandparents, their grandparents yanks them away. And so that just instills that fear in them subconsciously. Yeah. I see that happen all the time with my dog. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to really connect with people unless they do the work. You know what I'm saying? Of that unlearning whatever is, was, has happened mm. in the past. But that's my soapbox. I'm done. <laughs> that was that so was deep. Yeah, let's that was deep. Thank you. Thank you. Have I earned a couple kettle corn popcorns now? Do you think, bro? Thank you, bro. We still wait on that DM though. Yo, y'all, y'all missed a chance for romance, all right? Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all weren't strategic. Y'all weren't fly with it. Y'all would have just waited to the end. But we're talking nodded. about growth right now, like. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I grew. I learned. <laughs> I learned what not to do. But well, oh, but oh, but seriously, man, like you, you left us on a cliffhanger, man. Yeah. And like socks and well, sandals, t- socks t- and sandals. T- once again, it's hey, all ladies. about unapologetic expression. So please do not hold. It's crazy because she's acting like she doesn't have this DM. Bro, you know, it you understand on, how many DMs she got after she went exactly. viral? Talk, talk about it. After she went talk viral. Talk about it, Miss Celebrity. Do you understand that her YouTube subscribers? Do you see how many people are trying to get into this building right now, yo? Oh, my God. Talk about it. Bro, she went viral. Her YouTube subscribers doubled in, like, overnight, bro. Oh, like, God. you got to understand the DMs is flooded. So, if And they can, weren't nice. So, if I didn't see yours, I was just like, it's probably just another. An A-Miss Lady isn't nice? What was the no, rest of it? It exactly. might have been nice. It might have been nice. Well, let's let's read the rest of it. I'm, yo, I'm done with y'all, man. I'm Why done with y'all. So sensitive. Because y'all heard me, yo. I'm a sensitive man. I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. Pull, I'm gonna get yo. my phone in a second. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. We'll we'll get into it. We'll but, talk about it on the next episode of Effable Radio. That's gonna be Thursday ooh, at okay. seven o'clock. You'll be able to get plug, that super plug. exclusive DM if you so like, <laughs> and maybe she'd be on on the show to be able to respond to said DM. We'll see. Um, but I, I, that's gonna have to manage through socks and sandals because oh, I can't okay. I can't get a reply. So. <laughs> here, we, here we go. You stupid man. Talk to your manager. Got <laughs> let me let me produce you, bro. <laughs> I got all the jokes. But... <laughs> Yo, he is he is culturally he's really especially us in the podcast world. I said I'm really really trying to get into media. Yeah. He is seeping through all parts of it, man. Everything, bro. Every, it, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, to Joe see Budden fans. Yo, huge. I, but I'm, again, I'm from really? New Jersey, so like I, I grew up with Joe. I grew up with Joe Button. I grew up with Redman. Like, so I didn't. I missed all. Like, I knew him on Twitter when he was Mouse Button, before he became Joe Button again. Mm. But you have fans of like who he is as a. I'm a fan of what he's become. I don't know. I don't know who he is, but I just listen to the podcast. I've been listening to it for the past like six months. Mm-hmm. So tell me about who he is. You sound like you got some information that well, I don't I have. Well, I probably shouldn't have said who he is, but 
so I don't indulge in him. Word. I just see the, you know, bits and pieces that the internet allows you to see. Right. And I watched the state of the culture. Okay. Um, so I, I don't, got, I don't I got really a little like bit that of, one. I don't like that show. It's too forced. Really? Well, yeah. I like Jinx, so. I do too. Really? I want, like I want Jinx only... to do like a podcast because yeah. he takes it seriously because mm-hmm. he's in it. It's like him and Rory. They take it yeah. seriously because they're, they're in music. Mm. Um, But yeah, I just find that Joe Budden is a little judgmental. Um, thinks he's always right. Uses a loud voice <laughs> to shut other people up. You know, yeah, and, and that's I why like I don't that. like that show because he doesn't fit well. Like his personality doesn't fit well with people who he's not friends with. Exactly mm. right. Like he has the same energy. Exactly. For everybody, mm-hmm. but it's like, bro, you have to tone it down. Yeah. Like, with people that's not really, like, your people. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's yelling at women and stuff, and I'm like, yo, calm down, bro. You know, but that's why I don't like that show, because it's kind of disturbing. Yeah. It makes him, yell him at, look worse, for sure. Yeah, it makes it's a battle of him yelling at Deani all the time, bro. And this is not throwing him <laughs> cap. Like, I'm not throwing him cap at all, because no, it's, it's like, it's, 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 I'm, I'm reminiscent of that. When I, when I talk to people, I'm like, yo, don't take into account how I say it, take the message. Yeah. Because the way that I project or the way that I, you know what I mean? Like, that might be, you might be lost in, like, my aggressiveness. You might be lost in my, you know what I mean? Like, the way that I feel, but take the words that I say. And that's why I love this, this, and that's why I think I love him in this form. Mm-hmm. Because, and the people that he surrounds himself with can take him yelling. Yeah. Like, man, shut mm-hmm. up. We don't take you seriously. We know you know. And that's why Maul, like, I didn't start listening to the podcast until Maul was at it. Because I listened to him and Rory, and he's, like, yelling at Rory, and Rory don't really know how to bounce back. Rory's the white guy? Yeah, he's a white guy. Uh, yeah. But Maul is just like, nigga, relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he'll just, uh, like, yeah. he'll check him, you know, because he's a real one. So Absolutely. when he, when they had that dynamic added, then I can take Joe Budden because mm-hmm. there's somebody to offset his yelling and just outrageousness right. you know? and and gives them the opportunity to bounce back and be like oh yeah, yeah let me try to move past that right and i think that is that's what i'm learning is that is beautiful in a relationship and we want to i want to get this back to love and, and relationship because i think that is something that i find in my community more so than anywhere else and i have to go even further and say that like dating a black woman from san francisco is going to be a lot different than dating a black woman from you know what i'm saying newark or Brooklyn or Queens or something like that because of the way that we communicate. So even in our culture, there's still some people I'm like, I'm not going to have, I may not have a positive um, relationship with you because of the fact that we don't communicate similarly or you don't understand. I agree. So I met this guy, East African, and born and raised, well, born in Africa, moved here as a kid, so raised in Portland. And... Just the conversation, like, my slang wasn't even, it wasn't hitting. It's like, damn, that was a good-ass joker. You ain't even get it. So, yeah, that, that makes it really, really hard. So even you like find his, your... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Even his experience with police and just, you know, things like that is different than the experience in New York. So I'm like, damn, you ain't never get, get in trouble for peeing in the park? Like, what, <laughs> what's going on? You telling me about something that... Doesn't even shout out to Branch amount Park. to it, Where? you know. And I love that what you were talking about is like when you're in it, it doesn't seem crazy. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't until you step out. You're like, oh, I think that's a really that's a topic that I. I mean, that's that's something that you said that I don't want to gloss over mm-hmm. because that's extremely important. And and I mean, please jump in because I think that that is something that we don't. We always look at it from 2020. I mean, hindsight's always 2020. So we always look at it through the lens of like somebody else that did it or, you know, maybe this person did it, didn't work over here, didn't work over there. But when you're in it, you're like, yo, I don't see anything wrong with this. I'm enjoying it. I know how to live my life by it. Then as soon as it's over, 
you go, oh, oh, as soon as you step out of it, like you yeah. did, you went to college outside of New York. Mm-hmm. So that helped you see New York. And you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Hmm. So, and, and the same with Houston. Mm-hmm. You stepping out of stepping out of Portland. How did that reinforce or change your view of what the black experience is like in Portland? It just let me know that the black experience in Portland was like elementary school. And then I went to Houston and got, I don't want to say a PhD, but I like, I got the master class of blackness. You know what I mean? And because here in Portland, like you said, like everybody's related. Everybody knows each other. Portland is perceived as a big city, but for the black community, for one, it's not a big city. It's, It's not that big. Um, just space wise and then when it comes to being black like everybody knows everybody so I feel like I'm, I live in a small town even though it's kind of a big city just because everybody grew up in the same area we all know each other we went to high school together blah 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 everybody dated sim- similar girlfriend <laughs> you know what I mean so it's just like everybody is connected in some type of way and um, everyone is, is very similar you know there's not a lot of economic growth and, and, and development among the black community Um, and so I didn't know what we were capable of, you know, I didn't know just different black people. And so when I went to, to Houston, it's just like, I met, I lived in the hood, like a couple blocks from the projects, but then I went to a university and my teachers, my professors have PhDs and they, but they came from the hood or they just country as hell, but like they got PhDs. I'm seeing, you know, black business owners, black people running banks, black, like everywhere, Black people running the grocery store, like everywhere I went in the third war, bro, I didn't see anything but black people. And I did. I forgot about racism. <laughs> and I just and I just seen like different tiers. Like, I didn't know that we could have different tiers of, of black people. And then when it came to like on the weekend, like everybody partied together, though, like in Portland, like the, the bougie or the more well to do black people, they stick in what they circle. Mm-hmm. And then those that, that don't have the corporate jobs that don't work at Wyden Kennedy or Nike or Adidas. Like they kick it in their circles, yep. but in the South, everybody came together. So a nigga that worked at Walmart is kicking it with the dude that worked at the bank. Basketball player coming to that party too. Basketball player, football player, like the rappers, like everybody was together, and it was just like it wasn't no status. It's like it's H Town. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so like just seeing people come together and like not have that status issue that we have in Portland, that crab in the barrel mentality. It's like yo. I didn't know that we could do this, <laughs> you know, but like, that's all I knew. And so I just thought that that's what it was for us. And so getting that experience just let me know that I just took the limits off myself. You know what I mean? Everything was just mental. And yep. It was just like, yo, yo, I can do anything, bro. I can be whatever I want to be. Like there, there is no limits to me being black. I don't, it don't matter where I'm at. I don't care if I'm in Portland, Houston, wherever, like I can be whatever I want. You know what I mean? So respect yeah. your respect. Yeah, man. But what I wanted to get into, we still didn't get into it. Um, please cue up the DM. But uh, but the interracial dating for you, Cheyenne, like, cue are up. You, <laughs> are you are you finding yourself just dating like you, like he said, like dudes that aren't black dudes that aren't from Portland, mm-hmm. and, or dudes that are from Portland? Like, what are that? What's that experience like for you? Well, I haven't dated a lot, and that's mostly because I said this before. They're not checking for me. Mm. I be feeling like I look like something. Mm. and So the brothers ain't checking for you? Not at all. Mm. There's this thing that happens in the summer over by Legacy Emanuel. Mm-hmm. It's called like Good in the Hood Good or something the hood, like yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I went there and I was like, 
I'm going to find my man today. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we at, though. We all come together for that. Ain't no doubt about and that. And, yeah, nothing happened. You did research. Nothing. So you, are you saying not one person approached you? Mm-mm. Wow. I've never had a black guy approach me in Portland yet. Really? Mm-hmm. That's wild. The black guys I've met have been on Tinder. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Tinder. But you know what? That... I gotta, I gotta shoot us a little bit of bell because I feel like this generation. Cause how old are you? Twenty five. Mm-hmm. So this younger generation, is just different, right? Oba, help me Yo, out. Yo, I bro. was told the first. I think. I feel like everybody's on weeks. online. You know what I mean? Anyway, someone so told like, me to. She said we were both waiting for the max, and I, you know, talked about her shoelaces or something like that. And we just got to chit chat. <laughs> Wait, stop, 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 <laughs> bro. Rewind, and, and she right? Stopped, she got bro. she got the Amos lady as well. And let me a, tell you, Amos that lady, a, that was a very delightful conversation. <laughs> your let shoes me, are me, untied. Let me tie your shoes. It was more like Amos lady. Why you pick those ugly ass shoelaces <laughs> to go with those really nice shoes? I just don't understand. Those are some really nice shoes. As we, we got to talking, conversation on shoes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Word. And um, she was like, "Yo, this was fun. This was cool, but like, people aren't going to be as receptive to you as I was." And she was like, yo, you're not from here, are you? And I was like, nah. She was like, you're better off doing the online dating thing. I've never done online dating before. But she specifically told me, she was like, yo, you're better off doing the online dating thing. And that's, after and I heard so that. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know mood. if people are receptive. Like, I don't think guys think women are receptive to them just talking. Okay. Maybe. Let, let me ask you this. Did you did you see someone in good in the hood that you were like, mm, yeah, that's that, that's got potential. That's 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 three in the possible. Not at good in the hood, mm. but I have seen them in the club, and I'm like, oh, for sure he's gonna come talk to me. I mean, you know, mm. what you what you putting out there? What you putting out there? Because women game is hilarious. No, 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 to- I don't, I don't say anything to them, but I look, and then I look <laughs> to my left saying. really quick, then I look back to my right, and they buying a white girl a drink. So. Uh, <laughs> they bought the drink for Becky. Mm. She was like mm. staring mm. them in the eye the whole time. <laughs> hey, hey, but that's that's one thing that I I experienced in the south. That I didn't know existed, women were aggressive in the south. Yeah. And yo, and in uh, in yo, the east as well, yo, in the east coast, mad aggressive. Like I had never are, been approached yeah. ever in my life, bro. And literally, like the first week, what? like they was just throwing it. I'm like, whoa, like what's going on? Like this is how that really get seems aggressive to be everywhere are. but here. I like. That is. Did you have a sentence that said I like women? I said aggressive women, and then dot dot dot. I like. That is. Um, <laughs> That is indicative, again, the cultures that people come from. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that is part of coming from another culture, but being able to, like, incorporate a lot of American newness to old cultures. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about upgrading religion mm. and how come we can't take the same doctrine and just make it up and just upgrade it, make mm-hmm. it more applicable to our times? Mm-hmm. I think that's the same way when it comes to just, like, whatever we got going on in this. I don't think women are rejected nearly as much as men are. Hmm. I've never No, I, they they would not be rejected as much as men. So I mean, it's just like even, why, why just shoot your shot. And we But it's but it's 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 just a different generation, man. I don't know. Like just, this just is a generation of bumble, man. It's, not it's just something online. that I don't under I don't understand cuz I haven't had to deal with cuz I've been married for 7 years, so it's just like I Shout out to your anniversary by the way, man. That's a, so thank you. Appreciate Happy it. It NBA. wasn't thank you. It it wasn't it was in October though, right? It was in October. Yeah. Everybody think it was recent because right, I put right. out the episode, but I thank you for that. Appreciate it. But That's um nice. but yeah, man, like I didn't have to do the online dating like whatsoever. And so now it's a new world. And so from what I'm hearing is just like now 
guys aren't whatever. But then again, I at, in the same breath, I can't I can't cape for my brothers too much because mm-hmm. Some dirt if bags. Cheyenne's seen the man buy the drink for the white girl, <laughs> obviously he's doing something for somebody. So now we got to figure out. I just when I see that, I'd be like, you know what? They're gonna be making a YouTube video just like me soon. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> they gonna make that video pretty soon. They may not get the chance. They might be in jail first before they get to. But they, you also have to remember them. that, like a lot of the black dudes, and this is why I feel like I'm such an, I'm such an exception. Black dudes that come to Portland ain't coming to Portland to check for black females. This you is know, a 98 percent white. I'm gonna white. have to. I don't like that you said that because somebody said to me, "What black girl moves to Portland That's for a, a black guy?" And it's like. That's a fact, though. That's a good statement. That's you're not a, you're not going to Dubai but look, to find you but a Vietnamese but let, dude. But let her answer, though. Let her answer. Okay, good so. point. But why can't why why can't a black person just move to Portland because Portland is dope? Oregon is a very beautiful. interesting, beautiful, beautiful state. So it what, is that whole. But look, but un, but unpack that though, because that's one thing that I don't understand. I, I don't understand on the outside looking in why a black person would voluntarily move here. So so you said for the beauty. So me else? moving here, I visited for three days and then I was like, oh, I got to live here. Mm. So I didn't even see any black people while I was visiting as I'm reflecting <laughs> on it. Like, hold up. I didn't even see them. <laughs> but I was just like, man, air smells amazing. All these trees, very little bugs. That's a fact. Everything was it felt like homey, mm-hmm. like regular. So I was like, well, let's pack the bags and come here. It wasn't until I went out a few nights and I'm like, I go on Instagram. I'm like, well, where the fuck the black people at? <laughs> I'm typing in Google black people in Portland, finding little websites, emailing the website. Like, hey, you know, I just moved here. And they're like, oh, well, we're not holding any events right now. But, you know, check back later. I'm like, okay. Hashtagging. PDX black like just anything to get something black and yeah man scrubbing the internet for black people and you don't know you miss it until it's gone absolutely that is one thing that like again being pro-black you don't really think about I didn't think about it when I was back in New York living in New Jersey you know what I'm saying because when I lived in Atlanta you just don't think about it because that's what you're surrounded by but as soon as you get out of that comfort zone you're just like yo where is you know what I mean this and the third that's when you go oh wow so has that changed your relationship with blackness, Africanness, the diaspora? Yeah, I think in a good way. It it forced me to find the blackness somewhere else, which for me is like the internet, reading about it, learning about myself more and just learning about my ancestors, all of that, so... And then it, it sucks because, like, I will get all this new information that I'm pretty sure is not new, but it's new to me. And I just want to, like, tell one of my black friends, but they ain't here. <laughs> so, you know. So, yeah. Now, also, the black community has has been negative towards you as well, especially mm-hmm. since the Nasheed video came out. Yeah. How has that changed? Is that anything new to you? Has that been has that has that been something you've always had to deal with? Not necessarily internet backlash, mm-hmm. but just hearing such negativity from people that you know you hope you hope would support your endeavors. Um, I never got it to that extent. That was definitely like, whoa, y'all really crazy. But I've heard plenty of times like, oh, you be doing that white people shit. Like, you like hiking. Like, 
What type of shit is that? You go mm. on vacations by yourself or, let's see. I would talk one way, like having a regular conversation. It's like, oh, why are you talking so white? It's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> since when did black people not hike? And Well, you know. Now, if I start swimming, then... But then we would just call you. Me. We would just call you Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> we would just call you Dominican or Haitian. You know what I'm saying? Like we do it all. You yeah, know what I mean? So exactly that's, right. And then going vegan, it's like, oh, that's that white shit. It's like, <laughs> come on now, like that's wild. Nah, Dr. there's, there's here. plenty of black folks going plenty vegan now. Rest in peace man. to the doctor, yo. Yeah. And he put me on. He really put me. Not even just vegan, but just like being more careful of what you eat mm-hmm. because we. That's where we talk about. We don't all eat the same thing and react the same way. I right. can't eat cheese the way a white person can eat cheese mm. or smoke cigarettes the way Italians can smoke cigarettes or eat white rice the way an Asian person can eat white I rice. Can. So you think. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'll see. You're 25, right? Oh, yeah, yeah you'll see. <laughs> hey, I still eat white rice. Yeah, you know white rice is... Mm. Yeah. Y'all, y'all I'm, not, I'm not adversely affected. Okay. Well, that first colonic, you're going to see, bro. <laughs> You're going to see, man. How many colonics have you had, my one, brother? One. And that one colonic made sure that I never tried to eat white rice as much as possible. Simply because, like... It was stuck a, in there? That's all you seen just was sticks, a, bro. It was just sticks, bro. It just sticks to the sides, man. Don't tell me that. Come on. Mm. You got it, yo. Brown rice. Wild rice. You know what I mean? There, there's so many yeah, alternatives. I, I eat all that, too, but it's something about white rice. Listen to it. You see the indoctrination? It's deep. Mm. It's so... <laughs> mm. It's something white about is so white... so pure. Oh, don't, don't, don't say it. No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. That unadulterated. Oh, that man. Colombian, German. <laughs> Something about white rice. No, it. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. She said, "Get that colored rice out." Oh, we're about to ruin it for her. Like, <laughs> I'm no just saying, yo, it is. Um, that is where I really got in contact with my blackness when it came to diet. And just wondering, like, yo, what did my parents eat? And even before my parents, what did my grandparents eat before colonialism? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before people came in and started serving people rice and all these things, what did my like? What did my family eat? Mm-hmm. And through that, it really gave me a, an, a, an understanding of like, this isn't for us. Right. Yep. And I've always been on the outside. I was the I was the African booty scratcher. You know what I'm saying? I still am. I was the young kid that went on went to camps. In the summertime, and that's why I love camping in Oregon so much. You know what I'm saying? So I've I've always been comfortable in being the outsider, mm-hmm. and I think that that is something that it's. I would imagine it's more difficult to do, being as though like this is your community for generations. You know what I'm saying? My mother is the only person that I have that links me back to Nigeria. So everything I know is here. But you have yeah. grandparents, aunts, cousins. I imagine you have family that's invested in here. So being able to go your own way. Have you been able to get feet, like pushback from your family? This vegan stuff. This um no, my th- we don't talk about it, but they don't they don't push back on it or anything. Okay. They're okay. like they. My mom is very impressed by me. She thinks that I am doing things that are so beyond reach for me, and it's like, Ma, I live in Portland. Like <laughs> it's okay. I, Portland's not. But you're, you're your I mother's wildest dream, though. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Well, so, that's well said, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Like, she, everything that maybe she wanted to do, it just never took that mm-hmm. step, that leap of faith. Yeah. Like, you're doing it. Yeah. That's what's up. So, but yeah, you, family's supportive. Yeah. Well, and the feedback from the internet is like, yo, I could care less. Yeah. It's... Yo, but, the, let's, but let's get into that internet feedback, though. Like, that, that, that amazes me because, like, I don't, 
I think you have to be built for it. And I think it seems like you are built for it because that's a, that's a lot of backlash that you get just for telling the truth, telling your truth, telling your experience. And it, it amazes me that you aren't just like writing off black men as a whole the well, way that they have come. I for learned you. my mistake. But look, but look, <laughs> but look, though. OK, it's a mistake, but it's like I don't understand how grown men mm -hmm. can't allow you to make a mistake at the age that you made it. Like you were telling the story of when you were a teenager. Yeah, I was 19, 20. Yeah. Ago. And so I'm just like, yo, these cats are like relentless. Mm -hmm. Also, how much of the feedback have you seen? All of it. She's seen yeah, it. as mm -hmm. much as your name is included as yep. possible. Dope. And so how how do you just brush that off? Like, how do you just kind of look past it and be like, you know what? None of this is going to affect me. Um, That good old growth, man. Mm. When you grow and you become solid in who you are and you like who you are, all of that doesn't matter. Like, it's one thing to disagree with the things that I said in the video, and that is okay. Like, I can accept people not having the same views as me but they were going into saying like look at her hair and you look like a, an aunt and just they were they were going in so mm -hmm. it's just like and I and that's what I hate about the internet age right now is like people have to say things for, for shock value yeah Michael Jackson said it best shout out to Jay Electronic he said people think negative things sell you know what I'm saying the more negative they are the the you know, the more that they think mm -hmm. their, you know eyes are going to be on yeah them. Um, good news to them doesn't sell and that's really unfortunate because there could have been a great conversation to be had definitely with just like a back and forth imagine if we could build a community by like replying to yeah. videos and this and that would have been such a great way of like fostering a younger version of whatever Tariq has mm -hmm. going on whatever what is the brother that you introduced me to which um, one the one that has like the the feminine last name what? Uh, no, no, it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's a female. The feminine last the, where, uh, I don't even know what that the, means. The same dude, the dude that sent the, the, the plane crash video, like black people are like a plane that's crashing. You, I think you're thinking of another brother. Okay, excuse me. Um, but I think that that's really important. And <laughs> have you found a creative environment here yet amongst black people? I have not, no. But I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been looking, um, but... No, I haven't bumped into anyone. There's an Instagram that I follow, YGB Portland. Um, Young, Black, and Gifted. Oh, is that what that means? Mm -hmm. Why? Oh, oh, okay. And they're them and Deep Underground, Doug. Those are the two organizations mm -hmm. in Portland that have a lot of young creatives. Yeah. And um, shouts out to both of those organizations because I think they're doing a lot of really important work when it comes to just bringing people mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And then letting those people find their groups of yeah. people. I think that's really commendable. And they're doing a really good job with both of those um tools but it's just not as frequent as we would like yeah you know what i mean so um yeah shout that's out to crazy them. She, they must not be from portland N um me um doug is deep underground um most of them are from portland or at least really? you know one of the persons that's like kind of or maybe they're just much younger than I don't, um ygb them. she's older um don't look familiar yeah but so i, I go to know. a couple of their events um actually hit one girl up in the DMs. I was like, yeah, we should chill. You know, it's real creepy. I didn't hit her with the Amos lady. That's why it was creepy. Like that. That's why it was creepy because you ain't hit her with the Amos lady. The Amos lady takes all creep factor out, yo. Learn your yeah. lesson. <laughs> Be better, yo. But she replied to she me, not. though. She, she replied to a creepy message. She I had, didn't reply to yours, though, so who's you, the real creep? You didn't reply to a non-creepy message, which okay. tells me all I need to know. He didn't say Amos Lady. He got a reply. Creep. Look, let me, so let me just... Let me, <laughs> let me do this for you, Ova, since you 
don't have the courage of your convictions right now. Let me let me show you how a DM <coughs> is done, my brother. Oh, here we go. I'm trying to figure out though if I uh, I can't remember if I did it in my personal or it was probably my socks and sandals. I was probably trying to be professional with it. Let me see. By the way, he's scrolling as he stalls. So I'm just putting that out there, yo. That's a that's a about? that's a lot of busyness he got going on in, in those DMs, sir. It's called business development, my brother. <laughs> busyness. I, you can't have business without busyness, yo. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I stay busy on the business tips. See, guys, that's, that's the thing. You you trying to slide? I'm not sliding. Uh huh. That's true. That's true. He I'm did. not. I'm With not sliding, briefcase, my brother. Yeah, the briefcase. He probably had like the gold chain on the outside, the little. And like, he was cross. like, "Excuse me, I don't mean to bother you. You know, that means that they about to bother you." <laughs> <laughs> so for Oba and all of you that are not trying to slide and really trying to do some constructive things in the DM, let me just give you an overview of what this looks like, just briefly, okay? Hey, Shay, my name is Emmanuel. I'm not sure how many times you've received this message in the last 48 hours, but I've seen you on Tariq Nashi's live YouTube recently, and he was going in very harshly in response to your interracial dating video. I also seen some other videos of yours on YouTube and seen that you live in Portland, exclamation point. I'm here in Portland as well, and I would love to bring you on my podcast to have a discussion about interracial dating and also your experience of being black in Portland. I'm from here and it's been rough. A lot more black folks are moving here and I believe the outside perspective is so dope to hear. There's the perception and then there and then when the reality sets in, it was long winded. But look, all of this and re- when reality sets in, perception tends to get shattered. Sorry for the long message, but I would really like to have you Sorry join for me for an episode. My podcast, Socks and Sandals, is all about unapologetic expression. You don't seem afraid to express yourself at all. So I think you would be a great fit. Praying hands emoji. Let me know. Peace, emoji? Sam, peace sign emoji. <laughs> bro. Beautifully emojis. written. Beautiful. So Beautiful. you got to write a dissertation and add two emojis at <laughs> the end to get a reply? I just Oba, wait to meet you. I'm trying to educate you, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. When, you're, when you're in the DMs, yes, sliding or not sliding, you only have one shot. So you better give it your best shot. That's a very good point, yo. Because obviously the shot that you shot. Oh, it was it was wet. It was, went it over, was a good shot. It, it went just, over the backboard. Was, <laughs> <laughs> wrong hoop. It just went into the <laughs> It went into the hoop and we playing soccer over here. So that was <laughs> that was that was the issue right there. And that's a that's a lesson learned for sure. And I'll take that into consideration, man, because I think the longer your message, the more invested you are in what you have to say. And emojis means <laughs> I'm, I'm still deciphering that, yo. But I definitely want to take like no. A honestly, I feel like I didn't see your message because I don't remember an Amos lady. <laughs> but you remember? Uh, uh, hold on. Let me let me, re- <laughs> let me edit and, and cut the last. He said, "Hey minute. Shay, call so, me by so my like, name." So you like everything. rappers? So you like rappers? Is that what you're saying? Hey Shay, this is this is where we at now. I said that. I was like, that's no name. Hey Shay. <laughs> Whatever, yo. Whatever. I'm done with both of y'all. Yeah. You mad? I am mad. Big mad. I'm I'm big I'm I'm <laughs> I'm big mad, yo. I'm big mad. Well, that well, tell me tell me your DM percentage, bro. Just tell me. That was the Just first time. Honest. I think that was the first time I DM honestly. And I think about it all the time. Can you read the rest of it so I know what you were yes, trying to do? Yes, come on. Let's come just on, do man. this. Y'all going to get, get that on Effable Radio. All right. Hey, there Shay, we go. Shay's about to pull it up. We ain't playing no Yo, games let's, let's do it. Let's do a musical. Let's do a musical. Uh, what do you want to call it? Um, interlude. As she pulls this up. And we're going to come right back to it. 
What up, y'all? While we're waiting for Oba, this is real time him going through his DMs. I just want to, uh, if you're on iTunes, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. Please rate five stars preferably and please leave a comment. Uh, I thrive off of feedback and it also helps for visibility. So all of your support is needed and appreciated. All right, appreciate y'all. There go my daughter right next to me trying to play kids YouTube while I'm recording. And here comes Oba. All right, peace out. You see, you see how people don't let don't let you be great. I'm trying to get some of your subscribers to come and check out the radio show and just giving them a part two. And you're like, nah, nah, we getting there right here, right now. And it's oh, just like, let's it's just, all, let's all just all hope Shay's gonna be on the team, man. Let's hope Shay's gonna be on the team about growth, yo. It's all about and, growth. You know, maybe I can grow an audience after they listen to you recite that on the radio show on Thursday. That's all. All right, we ready? We here. We still we recording. Amos Lady. Mm-hmm. Black transplants are hard to come by in Portland. I'm from New Jersey, and this place is mad different. Mm. Capital letters. Caps. Mm. I have a radio show in town, but with Diggs sitting down and chopping it up over microphones at the station. Mm. How long have you... <laughs> with Diggs sitting down, chopping it up over microphones. I would Diggs. That sounds weird. How? It, it doesn't sound like as a natural. Media, you wouldn't as a say media that person, out loud. I would definitely say oh, I definitely dig sitting down in front of a microphone and chopping it up. I, How absolutely. long have you been in Portland? And then he sent me a link. And, Honestly, the, links, and the link is to what? Your radio station. Boom. Honestly, Credentials, bro. That's all. I missed Receipts. this message. I really did. It, it just it just got drowned out. It did. I get it, man. I'm gonna have so to put emojis. Saying, I'm gonna so put emojis at the beginning of my messages next. You saying time. you would have replied? Is that I would have replied. Yeah. You would have replied? Okay. Yeah. And I'm not on my okay. Where? See, look at you, man. You didn't want to read it, bro. It wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, I had to have the build up. I had to make you think it was really bad, so that like when she did read it, I was like, oh, that's it. That's called a bad movie. You know that, right? (laughs) Where the trailer is popping and then the movie is. The trailer is the best part of the whole. The Amos Lady was the best part of the whole. Exactly. Popped early, yo. What can you say? Amos Lady. Amos Lady. That is that's Atlanta right there, yo. Shouts out to the A man. I miss y'all, and I can't wait to come back, yo. Um, I'd like to get this. Not no. Excuse me. This is this is definitely your your. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I think that this is a really important time that we can talk about what we both can do as black people in Portland that are trying to cultivate which I'm trying to build a something something with you and you're trying to build a something something so how can somebody um, what would be a, a positive reception that you would have from somebody trying to include you in some kind of creative endeavor do you have any, do you have anything that you want to do in Portland that you just haven't um, I would love to do like some black people and some vegan shit together Mm. Um, just because, and I, I hate to bring this back to like whiteness, but going to the grocery store at home, like in New York, it was frozen chicken patties, maybe get some grapes, maybe get watermelon, but everything else was frozen, ground, all of that. And I didn't have like my first asparagus or brussels sprouts or anything like Facts. that until i was dating that white guy and eating with his white family mm. so asparagus especially it just dawned on me like damn their privilege runs even that deep to the food that they get fed mm. so yeah i would love to do some learning 
some teaching education, especially with some black kids. I actually tried to look into some schools that were majority black, but do y'all know of any? So, yeah, um, my, my <laughs> son goes to a charter school. It's called Kairos PDX. It's in North Portland. So it's like 70% black. And it's created, oh, nice. it was created by four black women, and it was created for us, by us, like, for real, for real. Yeah. Obviously, there is white kids that go there because it's Portland and yeah. whatever, but, yeah. So that's one school. Um, I think Rosa Parks, I don't know if it's a majority black, but it's a good amount of black kids at the yeah. elementary school. Um, George Middle School, like, so school's in the north side. Roosevelt mm-hmm. has a good amount. But it's still, like, a lot of white people just because yeah. it's Portland. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I want to do, talk to some kids about you know just what they're eating being vegan yeah and um, i can i can plug you i can plug you with my homegirl her name is ashley ashley moore uh vegan bay episode 27 if y'all haven't that's crazy because i'm vegan bay we're gonna have to hold on hey she's been vegan bay for a while look i got shirts that say it so approved since when since what you mean whatever it It does matter let's do (laughs) no capping here guys no this listen my clout is real popping right now oh wow Wow! So Battle of the Vegan Bays. Hold on, man. That's the episode right there. I also <laughs> want to say that uh, shout out to right. Black Street Bakery who does um, all um, vegan cookies and like coconut macaroons. They do like peanut butter cookies or they do chocolate chip cookies. And then uh, Bliss House and Bliss House does um, ni- vegan Nigerian food. Mm. And so she'll have a pop up every once Where in a while. Where is that? And I, it's uh, there's a spot on Hawthorne. Really? It is, it's called uh, f- uh, uh, I wish I remember the name of it. But there's a spot um, on Hawthorne, not far, but it's just like a a, a kitchen spot. So she does a pop up in one of those places that just like lets you host your event at mm-hmm. their space. I wish I remember. I'm, it's like subtly, subtly, something like that. Um, but if you go to Bliss House on Instagram, they'll, you'll definitely be able to um, get plugged in into her. She does like a three or four course meal. Um, the last time I was there, she did a. Uh, she always does a dinner in conjunction with a black artist. So the last one I went to was Nina Simone and all of her her appetizer, her first and second course and her dessert all had something to do with a song by Nina Simone oh, that affected nice. her. And the ambiance is delightful and the people that always come through are, are those that are really, really interested in her really, really, really good food. I think Nigerian food is not meant to be vegan. And <laughs> for her to be able to do that successfully really speaks um, to the caliber of food that she that she's so capable she, of, so. she put together some vegan jollof. Is that what you said? I haven't seen her jollof yet, but her her vegan rice is is fantastic. Her vegan beans are fantastic. Her vegan obed is really really good, mm. and she does a really nice her spinach. Yo, it's a good time, and it's a date atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Even mm. though you're eating with other people, mm. the ambiance is very like it's very datey. In the three or four course meal, so That's yeah, those are two. Those are two. And Black Street Bakery is always doing some of the, some of the most fire cookies, you know, vegan or otherwise that I've had in a long time. So those Black are all Black Street Bakery. Those are all black um, businesses. Have you guys been Portland. to that um, coffee shop that's like Deadstock? Yeah, yeah, Dead yeah. Stock is dope. Man. I haven't been there. Oh, I haven't been, been there too. yet. You haven't been to Deadstock Coffee? No. Whoa! Why are you turning up on me like that, bro? I thought that that would have been like a Portland staple. They haven't even been here for that long. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Is it because you don't do coffee? You do coffee. I do coffee. But you go to Starbucks. Well, for one, it's in a very Ooh. weird spot. Okay, that's true. Hold Especially on. when it comes to parking. Judgment. Chinatown. You know what? You going to Starbucks now? Uh-oh. Judgment. Here we go. Talk about it now. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up, but now that it's here. You like, can't even use the bathroom while black at Starbucks. Or, or sit oh, and wait wow. for friends while black at Starbucks. You can't in Portland. <laughs> in Portland, Oregon, you can. Speaking of Portland, Oregon, did you see the Double Tree? Okay. Did you see that event that happened? 
Man, I got so many. Bro, that, that double tree, come on, bro. For one, for Overt. one. Overt. 2019, they still don't care. All right. Here's here's my theory on that. I have a very succinct theory. That nigga's weak. Okay, okay. Let I travel hear. quite a bit, bro. Uh-huh. There is no way on God's green earth, bro, that I'm going to pay hundreds of dollars to stay at a hotel and not go to my room. You can question me and say, show me your key or whatever. You can do whatever you want. But if I really paid my money, you're not you're not going to just going to sit there and be like, well, you have to you have to stay here in the lobby. Like, nigga, I'm going to my room. Is that what they said in the in the yeah, clip? Yeah, bro. If you see the clip, bro, he he had a he had like the the little envelope where the key goes. I didn't see the key. Okay. But you know, it had the room number on it. But I don't know if he even had the key. But it's like, yo, if you really pay for your room, I don't care what security got. Like white people gonna do white people stuff. You know what I mean? You are gonna get questioned. You are gonna get profile, whatever. Right. But if you really had a room, you're going to your room. Like you're. I'm not getting kicked out. I'm but a grown I mean, man, bro. Think about. What would have happened had he gone into his Nothing. room? And then, no, then they called the cops. And but the now, cops weren't there. He said. But he still would have called the cops. Yeah, but so it doesn't matter. They're telling to him room, to move. And then he probably would have got shot in his room and nobody know what no. happened because there's no, no cameras in the room. No. What, what, I, no. I, oh, let's not talk you, about that. First of all, if you have a key you... to the room, that means you pay for the room. What if you don't have the key to the room? Well, then well, that, that's his fault if he don't have a key. Okay. Well, so if you don't have a key, you call whoever needed to get the key. They're at the front or desk. Or the front desk. That's, they're right by the front desk. Bro, did you see Did you see the security guard? Yeah. So well, He was I like 77 years old absolutely. with no, no gun. Did you see two security. guys? I thought it was, he was a manager. Was, no, there no, was security. Was, and then was. security called them. And the man, there were two guys in that video. The manager video. was just standing there. The manager was standing the there behind desk. the security. Oh. No, they were both out. Like, they were both in front of the guy. The security guard was right here. The manager might have been like five or six steps behind him. Both of those guys were very much involved in this. And it's something where I think, yeah, that's absolutely like that. That shouldn't be. In pause. My, okay. Where's the restroom at? Um, yeah, let's pause. You know where it's Huh? Okay. This is, you're saying, you're saying what he did was wrong. What you're, I'm saying, what he did was like more for the show. Like he knew and he could he could turn this, this into is a, a viral Rosa, moment. This is a Rosa Parks moment, and you can't Stop say it. that this is a this is <laughs> Rosa Parks moment. Listen, listen to why I say that. <laughs> listen to why I say that before you react, which is too late, obviously. This is a person that says, "Yes, I can go Put do some this." Respect on Rosa Parks' name, man. This, the only reason I'm bringing her up is because this is a Rosa Parks moment, and like this moment is right around the corner. Bro, listen to what I'm saying. All right, this person, you're telling him you should have done this, and this person is saying. I, there is no reason why I can't do what I'm doing. If you need to verify who I am, the front desk is right there. My name is this, but that wasn't good enough. Are you not a man? What does that mean? He's not a man. What does bro? that mean? What does that mean? He's not a man. Like he's break not that, a man. Break bro. that down. You into, don't let you don't let another on, man. man, bro. Hey, if you pay, yes, you do, bro. If you pay, bro, you don't let another man stop you from going to your room that you paid hundreds of dollars for, bro. You don't do he's it. He's not going to his room. He sat there and had a conversation on the phone because he didn't want to go to his room for whatever reason. Listen, listen. If the truth is that he wanted to go to his room or he had a room, then he would just go to his room. Like if you got a room and somebody's bothering you in the lobby, man, let me just go to a private private place i'm not just gonna sit here and just stay in a lobby and be and be uh and be interrogated for no good reason so if you really got a room just go to your room that's all i'm saying bro going to your room 
makes him justify. No, it Go, doesn't. It, going it, to your room it, makes it, it a security it, it, guard justify. And he no, looks at you. The, yes, the, it does. The security guard said that he that he was trespassing. So right. therefore, if you right. go to your room, that means that you're not trespassing because you paid to be there. I paid to be in the lobby as well. And all it you have to do matter. is go see my. It doesn't matter. He got kicked out, bro. And those guys got fired. So what? They'll get rehired. And he'll go to another hotel. No. Who lost? But um, all I'm saying is, who lost in this situation? Do you think he, he didn't did. have a he didn't have where, a where, where did he go? If he night? didn't have a room, do you think they would fire their manager? And their sec- come on. All right, see you see it's, you see how you def- you see how you're defending your argument. Look. I don't know. It's, it has nothing to do with look because all they had to say in the news it was that he did not he, he did not stay there. That's all the hotel had to say. Why Double you, tri- Why are you so emotional? Because about this? this is because this is something where you're trying to you're trying to throw away someone else's opinion by laughing at it before you even hear it. And then when I'm hearing you it, you don't even know the truth. I you're know just, what just, we both know. You're just emotional. I know what we both know. You, wh- and now you you're know? calling me emotional you know? because of the events that I'm giving you. No, you you turning proof. up at me, bro. When I'm turning up, <laughs> your at, whole mood has changed because because of this conversation. you've been laughing about this conversation from Jump Street. That's why. As soon as you heard Rosa Parks, you started laughing, and that's rude. That's disrespectful. When you're trying to have a conversation, so Man, comparing kissing, him so to Rosa kiss- Parks. Do is you hear how compa- Did I say he is like? I literally this gave is a Rosa Parks. I moment. literally gave the moment the Rosa Parks headline. I said this moment. How is that comparison? This is this is when people don't listen. This is a perfect example of how people don't listen, but they hear one word and then they get triggered by that one word. This is a classic triggering moment. So I literally named this event the Rosa Parks moment. I didn't say he was as good as Rosa Parks or he did a Rosa Parks thing. I said, this is a Rosa Parks moment. Now, this person could have easily gone back to the hotel room and had no trouble for himself, but he doesn't have to because he stays at this hotel. So if I want to talk in the lobby, I'm definitely going to talk in the lobby. And if you need to see my verification i'm in the computer and if you want to take it a step further then that's when i'm going to get on the phone and say hey this is a video you guys get fired and i got kicked out he didn't get kicked out of the hotel he might he didn't get escorted off the hotel because he would have had to go back to get his things he went back to the hotel because he was staying there that's what i'm saying so this is 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 that the truth that is what that is what we both know that is what all the information, no, all the, the articles, the information that was that was disseminated to everybody that the police came. Do you hear? Do you hear someone's argument? Do you hear someone's argument when I say what we none of us know the truth? All we know no, is what we no, know. We, we Let's do go know by the truth. What, we do what know, is the though. truth? Oh, what is the truth? This is what happened. Talk to me. Listen, that's why I'm laughing at where the is, situation. Where is your truth coming from? Relax, Let me, first relax. of all, Oba, I, that's Oba, the first question. You don't have to tell down. me to relax because calm I know how down, to be calm. Bro. I am talking calm to you down. exactly how I'd like to talk so, to you. So, so don't tell out. me how to talk to you. Instead, tell me what you think the information is. Are you done? That's why I'm quiet. Okay, so check this out. Real quick, before I say this, I'm going to say something, mm-hmm. and I would expect not to be interrupted. Oh. Okay? Okay. 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 So, this is what happened. According to what I heard, and this is why I have the reaction that I have, you don't have to agree with it, okay? You don't have to agree with it, but this is what I know based upon what I've seen on Twitter. I'm not a, I didn't research this too far, but this is what it is. They approached him. He sat there. They told him, don't leave. He said, well, I I paid for my room. I got my key card right here. They said, no, you're trespassing. And he just sat there and said, y'all, y'all see this? Y'all see this? They, they're not going to let me go back to my room. You see this? They just going to sit here and he going to stand in front of me. So he sat there and he, he took it. He took the harassment. He just sat there and took it and recorded it because he knew it could go viral because that's the type of society that we living in. 
the police officer showed up. Okay? Police officer showed up. Asked him why is whatever, why why won't he show his whatever. The police officer made the man leave. Therefore, he got kicked out of the hotel for trespassing. So no, he did not go back to his room because he got kicked out. And that's what the police officer did was there. To, he, he was there to bring him out, up out the hotel. So he was gone. Therefore, he was unjustifiably removed according to whatever the reports came out. And so therefore, the security guard and the guy at the front desk got fired because they said he sh all that stuff shouldn't happen. And I, I, it sounds like it might have been his room or it was what it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have came down to no police. Basically, why so did they get was, fired? So so he was removed at that time when the police officer showed up. He got kicked out and people were outraged that he got kicked out. Why did they get fired? Because whatever they did, it wasn't protocol. He was being racially. And, but this 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 is what I'm saying. They got fired because it went viral. If it didn't go viral, they probably would not have been fired. Do you understand that it went viral because there is a reason do you know that the the biggest way to take away this viral, the catch fireness of this would have been like, oh no, he didn't stay here. That's all Double Tree would have had to say, and that's that would have been completely substantiated. No, per if he didn't reality, stay, bro. there is no perception. When you go to news, see, you got this off Twitter. I saw the entire clip that he recorded, and I also read three news articles about the person, why he was at the hotel to go to a concert, mm -hmm. why he's not even from Portland. Mm -hmm. And when he went back to the hotel, he sat in the lobby because he was on the phone with his mother. And for whatever reason, he didn't want to go back upstairs. So while he was talking on the phone, he got approached by the security guard, uh, maybe a couple times, to the point where he goes, yo, I'm going to start recording this. And then he tells the security guard and the manager, I'm staying here. But at that point, when he starts recording, they had already called the police officer. Once the cop is called, and just like in a domestic dispute situation, if some, if two people are fighting in the house, once the cop is called and the cop comes, we have to remove both parties from the premises. I would have to tell you that that is not accurate because that has happened to me. Oh, well, so, no, no, that is accurate. Sorry, never mind. I was, I don't, I'm listening. Sorry. I don't mean to do that. You good. You good. <laughs> you take the person away from the premises. Once that person's identity is verified that person is allowed back in so yes that person was removed for the 15 minutes it took them to actually go to the computer and say oh yeah let's walk this person up to his room oh that's your id right there he didn't have his id maybe that's why he was waiting for a friend or something like that so the story is absolutely not justifiable and the reason why it went viral isn't because of oh maybe this happened no he it went viral because he was staying at that hotel those guys got fired because that is protocol that you do with a stranger or with somebody that's not staying in the okay. hotel. If, if he's that, staying there, hold on. He's not can I get? There. Can I get the? Can I get the same respect oh, I gave ahead. you? Go ahead. I thought you so were when he is staying at the hotel, that is the reason he was able to. That's the reason those people got fired. Hold on, bro. Why you get so worked up, bro? Because <laughs> I, I get worked up. You because are so worked up, bro. I, because you try to you try to minimize you try to minimize articulateness. So when I say something like Rosa Parks moment, you blow up. And, and you know what? I'm not talking at you. I'm talking to so many people that attach to one thing and completely disregard everything else. That is a very dangerous way of debating. And I really respect you. I'm not debating a, you, bro. We are We're debating this. We are debating. Whatever you want to call it. So we I think, are still I think debating that's what this. it is. You see this as a debate. I just see it as a discussion. That's why I'm not, all this, all debates I'm not are emotionally as elevated as you right now. Sure. And you know what? You keep on talking about he's being a man. I'm emotionally elevated. And you're trying to bring those two together. But you talked about at the beginning of this conversation, you talked about the truth 
what is the truth? Do we know the truth? And you said, well, I got my information from Twitter and information that I didn't as really. As far as I know, bro. And information that I didn't really research. So as somebody that researched it, I'm telling you information and you're telling me no. And okay, I was like, well, Wait, look, what? I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I apologize for not knowing all the information. I apologize for just bringing up truth but not having the truth. But I'll put it like this and we can be done with this. Like I stated in the beginning, me personally, as a man, I'm not going to let nobody harass me when I don't have no, there's no reason whatsoever to be harassed. I don't care if you white, black, whatever, especially when I paid for a service. Mm -hmm. You're not going to kick me out of a Blazer game if I have a ticket and you're saying I don't have a ticket. Mm -hmm. You're not going to kick me out of a hotel if I paid for a hotel and I'm on vacation. Nobody's kicking me out of a hotel. That's all I'm saying. Me as a man, my experience, when I travel, like, yo, you ain't going to ruin my event. You're not going to ruin my trip. So all I'm saying is, when people pull out their cameras and want to go viral because they know something can go viral, I think that's that's what this is a symptom of. This can go viral. And so I'm going to pull out my camera and say, hey, man, look, look what they doing to me. This is wrong. This ain't right. Like, forget all that viral stuff. Nigga, just go to your room. Yo, just just get out of harm's way. I'm I'm not gonna sit there and, and wait for no police to that, show up. That's I think that's a big problem. <laughs> I'm not too. gonna sit there and, and wait for police to show up, bro. The civil I'm rights movement go to my room. wouldn't have been the civil rights movement with a bunch of people going to their room. Black people wouldn't have gotten as far as we've gotten in this country if people just went to their oh room. Colin Kaepernick didn't just go to his room, and we can Why talk about you? that. Like that's because that's what Why it is. Are you taking You're it telling so far, bro. Because that this this <laughs> this little thought that you have is exactly what this whole movement is based on. I don't want to go to my room because you told me to go to my room. I deserve to be here, and this is where I want to be. And you have a problem with it, so let's make it everybody's problem. And that is important because it sheds light. If he had come out with a single or if he had come out with, yo, this is my this is my YouTube page, this is my something, something, then I would have been like, yo, he's capping. That's definitely him just trying to use viral, whatever, whatever. But for him to have this, and he's like, yo, I'm, I'm not trying to build anything all this. I just need to say that this is injustice in Portland, Oregon. I want to make that known, and I'm out. And that's what needs to happen. Because the more people that have video evidence as to what goes on in 2018 and 19, the less people can say, oh, well, you know, he deserved that. Oh, well, we don't really know the story. Yeah, we do know the story. And we know that he chose not to do something that somebody told him to do because that's not something he wanted to do. As a paying customer, he can still be in the lobby. Why can't I be in the lobby yet talking to whoever I want to talk to? If I was talking loud, okay, I'm talking loud. But I deserve to be here. And if you were to tell me I deserve to be in this building but just go to my room, no, nah, that's not how this works. And so that's, that's all I want to say about that. And, again, I wasn't talking directly to you. And the reason why I'm so impassioned about this is because that's a huge problem in this community is that people will either – hear half the story and then defend it as if they did research or don't listen to opposing information because they heard a trigger word and now the whole information all the information is is out of the is out of the you know air and you know with that emotional outburst look how articulately you're listening to me now so i think it's worth it and that's all i'm gonna say about that and thank you for letting thank you for allowing me this space and this time to be able to get these ideas off because, I, again, that's why I highly regard you is because we can have really, really excellent discussions about ideas and events. Uh, but so long as we both listen to each other and, and give each other feedback. I would have to agree. Um, I miss part of the conversation. But, um, yeah, with this last part, I do agree with what you said. And not to disregard it or anything, but I do think that it's unfortunate that such small, well, maybe we saying that this is a small situation is kind of belittling it but it's unfortunate that we have to look at every event 
that happens to us and say, damn, I should probably be recording this because it could escalate or, you know, it's unfortunate that it can't just be a misunderstanding at a hotel. Sorry. Enjoy your time. You know, it's. And there are some of us that don't know how to even like get out of Philando Castile. That w- that was a man. That was a man with his family. And he got shot in a car. Like there is no uh, nobody's going to make me. We have a whole record of masculine men being taken advantage of. We have a whole record of women, not even just masculine women, but women that are standing up for strong women. Rest in peace to Sandra Bland. Like there are people being taken advantage of. So, so to say that like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Everybody says that until it happens to them or somebody that they know. And I just don't I don't like that way of thinking like he wasn't being a man because, yo, I'm stand, I'm not just standing up for me. I'm doing this for yo. This is for all. I, I could be anybody. If you're if you're targeting me, you have definitely targeted a black dude. And you may have been right eight out of the ten times you've targeted a black dude coming in here. But the one time that you're wrong, you lost your job. So target better. And it's on to the next one. I think that's I think that that's a great result. Hey for what man, happened. to to each his own, but you you respond in the situation how you wanna wanna respond. So if in that situation, if you wanna sit back and take it Sit back and take it. But don't get mad at me if I don't want to sit back and take it. Don't tell me that I'm wrong because I don't want to sit back and take harassment. But they, he couldn't leave because they had already called the cops by then. No, he could have left. You are a grown man. You make your own decision. Cops are coming. So what? Oh, okay. Uh, Even before the cops were coming. Okay. This, this is all I'm saying. If he was in the wrong, then then he could be whatever. He can be legally kicked out, whatever. But, like, obviously they let him back in because he wasn't in the wrong. And not only that, but they got fired. Okay, so they were wrong. Yes. He was right. Yes. And that's and so, therefore, whether you stand there and wait for a cop to escort you out the building and, and get humiliated, mm-hmm. or whether you just go up to your room and then they check your room and whatever, or whatever they got to check, like, if I have a key, then I can go to the room. This is my room. This is my bags. This is my stuff. But do you understand that he made it bigger than him as soon as he started pressing record? He made it like, I'm not the next. We could walk into that Bro, hotel. But that, okay. I just, to me. We won't be profiled me, to by me, that guy. To me, that, that situation, I like, it's not something where it's going to change the landscaping of the hotel industry. Bit by bit, bro. That's all. This lasts forever. And public opinion is hugely important right now. And that's why this viral moment is public opinion is trash, bro. Okay. Public opinion is is whatever, <laughs> whatever the wind tosses their way. Public opinion now public, has listen, listen to me, listen to me. Public public opinion now has uh, black people who a month ago said that R and B that R Kelly was the king of R and B is now oh, no. saying that he's trash. Public opinion is trash. Public public opinion is just mind control. People don't think for themselves. They they think of whatever media pushes. Okay, I agree with that because everybody else is doing it. So public opinion is nothing to me, bro. That's a smooth segue right there, man. Public opinion is absolutely nothing. I knew I don't I don't need to see something on TV or it's, I don't need something to go viral to know that it's wrong. If people need to see something go viral to know that it's wrong, especially when it comes to black white relations, Nigga, you you the one that's left behind. Like you don't know. Let's like, talk about you need help with that. Not me. Let's take. I know what it is. I'm a black a man second. in America, bro. I don't need to be woke up because I'm already awoke. Right. You but what, what we do need is for people to understand the common denominator. Like what people? Food. You talking about white? people. I'm talking about and all black as people. Well. All black people too. Just as important. 
Thank you for saying that because that's really important. Okay, go ahead. Because there's definitely speak some speak black people. Please. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna bring it back to living in the hood with all black people. You said uh, you don't need to see something to go viral in order to know like this is what it is because you're already woke. Well, if you are in a space, if you're sheltered, and the internet is the only way that you're getting this outside source of anything, then it, yeah, you you do need to see it go viral on there because it's not it's not going viral in your neighborhood because it's not happening in your neighborhood. So you do need to see it on the internet. And also with um you said white people need to see it. No, I think black people need to see it as well because even in my situation with everyone coming for me, they were coming for me in a way of didn't you already notice? Like no, oh, about, I about didn't. white people. Yeah, it's yeah. like I have this general idea, but no, I didn't I didn't already know know this shit, mm-hmm. so I had to see it on the internet. I had to learn it. I had to read about it. I had to do my own research. So I don't think it's. I think everybody's learning at their own pace, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are looking to Instagram to help them with that process. And mm-hmm. if that's going to help them and evolve them, then well, yeah, yeah, we I mean, need we need this public opinion for sure. Yeah, I, I think I just gotta. I got to think about where I'm coming from, where I'm at in my life. And then um, I can't, I guess I can't uh, expect that just like from other people. Like that, yeah. just, I guess it's, it's kind of, it just doesn't make any sense because me as a 33 year old man, like I've been through and I've seen enough that That's I, the thing. that me, me personally, I don't need the internet. So for me to make that statement, it's probably misguided because uh, yeah, somebody that's younger than me, that's a teenager or something like that. They probably do yeah. need that. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, for, you've for already sure. grown and you've already elevated yourself and so for you're sure. like, oh, I don't I already know what's up. Yeah. But there's so many people that are 33 and married that still don't know what's up. So, yeah. I like bringing it back to something like food, right? I was Food is a perfect example because mm-hmm. we were talking about you being vegan. So mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, you know, I should eat more vegetables. That's really going to be good. Yeah, I'll do some recycling cuz I really want to help the environment. But when you watch something like Food Inc, or you watch any of these documentaries that went viral to really see what's happening to your meat before it gets killed, right. to really see what filth your meat is living in be, for you to get that $5 hamburger. These are all things that you need to see, just like that doc, that document, or the, that docuseries on Lifetime. You need to see the goings-ons of this to be like, yo, oh no, I knew that you know meat was bad, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was like this. This is crazy. Yeah. And this absolutely needs to be canceled. And that's why veganism vegetarianism all these meat alternatives is so very important but there are still some people who are so intellectual and so woke that still eat pork that not even just cut all meats out just cut one meat out you know what i'm saying like for me pork has never been anything that it was like religious it was i had a couple homeboys that got branded right because they were in fraternities they got branded and it smelled exactly like bacon Mm. Burning human flesh smells exactly like bacon. And when I started to learn that, like, pigs or, like, a lot of um, transplant organs are, develop- are, like, grown in pigs, you know what I mean, on some stem cell stuff, I was like, nah, that's, 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 that's too much for me. So we all have our reasons to, but we have to see the detriment to really be able to have a sink in and say, oh, no, no, we definitely need to cancel this. So yeah. people that were, you know, listening to Chocolate Factory is, was my favorite R. Kelly album because I kind of <laughs> grew up with that album. And for the last two weeks, I've been hum- I almost hummed apart. Just walking down the street, I'd be like, "Seems like oh no no oh, no I'm not I'm not doing yep. that right now." So that is something <laughs> where because of this goings on, yeah, I would have sang it last week without a hesitation. But now that I know, 
just how crazy this was. Yeah, he peed on somebody when I was in middle school, but that didn't really affect my community. Yeah. And now that I'm old enough to think for myself, no, nah, he's canceled. That's it. So it's like we everybody a, has a, to be an imperfect ally. Everybody's going to be an imperfect ally to everybody else. And I got that from Dave Chappelle. And that's my favorite f- term of 2018. But that's but what you just said, though, like you're old enough to think for yourself. Mm-hmm. We are we are old enough to think. Uh, some of us are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. Are, I mean, once you get to a certain age, like you, you're responsible for yourself. You know what I mean? So once you, once you become an adult, hopefully. So if you, so once you start thinking for yourself, like, when when do we put the onus on us, as opposed to well, we need social media, we need this stuff to go viral, or we need we need lifetime to put together a documentary. You know, we need. It's like it's like we don't need the these ends, cultural Don't the shifts. ends justify the means, though? In this situation, no. Be, the, the reason why I say it doesn't, and I, you know, obviously, it's just my opinion. I probably am wrong, but my my opinion is. No, you're not wrong for your opinion. So don't don't say I'm probably wrong. You you. Well, are. I'm I'm so 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 my opinion is like, if it takes di- like if it takes this to wake us up to that. That is happening right now, and it's going to take this again to wake us up to like if we don't get ahead of that like r kelly is something that we all seen happening like we witnessed it in real time and all of us did a little bit of nothing Mm -hmm. to prevent him getting to this point that in 2019 we're just now saying that he's canceled when for over 15 20 years we've known about him peeing on teenage girls like we knew that. And so if we didn't have that conviction, then we didn't have the conviction two years ago when when the when the articles came out about Joycelyn, whatever her last name Even is. Even the and, BBC and did a documentary on that. The, yeah. When that came out mm-hmm. and like, yo, he got a sex cult or whatever mm-hmm. and he got sex slaves in different cities or whatever. And we didn't cancel him then. So it's just like. If is this we, so we shouldn't cancel him now? No, I'm just saying like this. This stuff is crazy that it takes all of this for us to come to this revelation collectively as a culture, as a people to be like, yo, that's wrong. But we're here. So, yeah. But it, it been wrong. So if we don't have any type of baseline of standards for ourselves and for our culture whatsoever, it just has to be this huge production that is perfectly crafted and took years to put together and all this money to put together for us to I wake would. up. That is problematic to me. That it takes all of that for us to finally come to a decision that in our heart of hearts, when we seen it, we knew it was wrong, but we still like the music, so we still rock with it. I would say that I do not like the whole idea of Lifetime getting involved because I see it as this aired on TV, Lifetime got money, producers got money, all of that. Spotify's getting money, Apple Music's getting all this music is streamed. Yeah. So from that part, I'm like bullshit like mm-hmm. come on like just like with nike and kaepernick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like it's happening now we're here so yeah we didn't do what we had to do before and but and and that's also to say like you maybe those girls were like saying ma this was happening like can we get the ball rolling on this and maybe they were trying to get the ball rolling for all of these years and maybe now but but the receipt the receipts say otherwise though. Well, well I, I'm As, not that invested in yeah. all of the the facts to it, but I, it's happening and I, now and yeah, it's it's happening. But like the thing is, the weird thing to me is that you know you see the videos of these women that said that they were you know held against their will, but like 
at least I, I won't say the ones that were held against their will that they said they were like the, the grown men that, that were but like the wife in particular the one that was closest to all the madness and she didn't have a, a negative a bad thing to say mm-hmm. about him and his situation whatsoever you know and yeah. so you know when she's like on video singing his songs and like clapping back at people that are coming at her and this is like a year ago right yeah this is recent history this was last year this is like multiple videos that they were stringing together showing her at his birthday party and all of this stuff so it's just like there's that like the true side of it and then you see the production Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I knew R. Kelly was trash. I didn't need all, like, I, I've never supported him whatsoever, but it's just like, why does it take all of our people, all, like, it takes this production for us to finally do the right thing. Like, to me, that's scary. It's it's scary to know that we'll overlook yeah. all this stuff until <laughs> a corporation puts this thing together mm-hmm. for us. Like, that's, that's scary to me. I... I agree with that. I do I do see that as problematic, but oh, I didn't even know I was doing. That. I do see that as problematic, but um playing devil's advocate, I don't know, For you sure. know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's growth comes in their own phase and hopefully that this is this is this is the time that the wife is now seeing like you know what I was I sh- I should have been speaking up way before I don't know I'm I'm hoping I'm yeah, hoping that yeah, this is Yeah for sure Yeah but, I mean I hope that everybody until Okay that's what's up that's what's up Yeah I hope I hope everybody is um is really going to be like have I hope that we all have the same energy when it comes to stuff that's going on right now that's highly problematic and let's and let's not sit back and be and have to wait 20 years yeah and be like you know what that's trash man like why why they get away with that like man who who enabled that who allowed that to happen it's just like you we did so do you think that we are that strong as consumers to like make these big decisions do you think that yeah us collectively could have exiled R. Kelly for sure without all of this yeah. production. If we stop supporting, if we stop, if we cancel him, then like he gave us plenty reason for for us to just be to vehemently just go against anything that he's doing. You know, we we could have done that if we wanted to, but we didn't. We're we're doing it now, mm-hmm. so obviously we know it can be done. But we had what I'm saying is we had enough information years ago to be able to do this and we didn't do it. And so that's that's the scary part for me. It's just like what's going on right now that we really morally within our heart of hearts know that this is wrong. But like we're just giving them a pass because it's our favorite entertainer. And I think we actually that's a a stretch. (laughs) I'm 25, so I don't really know much. But I do know about the PN video, though. Mm -hmm. Um but we also have a community that comes from a long line of ignoring women beating, ignoring child abuse, ignoring um, drug addiction and distribution. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we can go all the, uh, many of our favorite entertainers going through the years, the last 60 years. You know what I mean? Marvin Gaye comes to mind. There are a lot of people who have had domestic violence issues. And 
I'm not saying that, you know, beating a woman, both are wrong. You should never c- compare beating a woman to raping a right. child. Both are absolutely detrimental to everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to, to, to equate the two. But we also have a culture that comes from a long line. You know what? We also are in a culture that comes from a long line of ignoring violence. You know what I'm saying? The O.J. Simpson case is a great example. Oh, even before he killed right. her, he had a lot of. She got. She, he got the cops called him constantly. She'd have bruises. She, you know, you don't just kill a woman from Jump Street. Dave Chappelle, I think he had another bit about that. You hit her once, or you talk. You know, you talk crazy to her once, and then you move. Then you push her. Then you hit her. Then you beat her up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you break a leg or something like that. And mm-hmm. that's it's. It, there's always escalation. So, and to see that verdict and how divided America was, and OJ was like. I'm not even gonna make that comparison because I don't want it to go crazy. Please again. don't. Please don't say it's Rosa Parks moment. No, it wasn't, Joe. <laughs> but it was uh, for it was for Amer- for America Mm-mm. at a, at the height of racial tension and a real fed upness. Mm-hmm. I would compare it to after eight years of George Bush. Eight years of George Bush, America was ready to have some really serious talks about how things are going down. And there was a real, real concerted effort to have a radical change of whatever's going on. And then President Obama got elected. And everybody was just like, oh, okay, hold on. Pressure release valve. And that's exactly what the OJ verdict was, was a pressure release valve for America because the L.A. riots was going on. The 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 woman that shot, the the, the Asian lady that shot the little girl in the back of the head in the, China, mm-hmm. in the store, mm-hmm. very reminiscent of uh, Alton Brown. There were so many correlations that, like, things were really about to hit ahead. And that OJ verdict really made people relax, sit on their hind, you know, be on their uh, on their heels for a second. You said it made people relax? It definitely, yeah, tension. It relaxed tension racially. It the OJ t- verdict relaxed tension. I think you mean yes. the, other, the other direction. The OJ verdict brought out more racial tension than anything. White people were upset. White people were upset. The people in power were upset. We're, they're always upset. But they're always in power. Is, is between two people. Racial tension just... is the people on the bottom getting real agitated with how things were going on at the top. The LA, LA, the cops, everything that was going on, the riots in LA, there was a lot of racial tension. A lot of um, SWAT. I think that was the beginning of SWAT. Wasn't SWAT? Didn't start start in L.A. They they were running through people's houses and just destroying houses, saying that they were under the guise of looking for drugs. Mm-hmm. They would find nothing, but they would leave somebody's whole life destroyed, tear up. You know what I mean? Like you see how people like in the movies how they go through and they tear up everything if they're looking for something. All that was really coming to a head. Chicago, Detroit, all these big cities were really having a lot of racial. Okay, we'll see socioeconomic tension. The people at the bottom were real fed up with what was going on at the top, and the people at the bottom were very, predominantly black people. And when that OJ case came back not guilty, the jubilee that black people celebrated in that that was like the the focus, the onus yeah. of this racial tension. And when that non-verdict happened and grandmothers were crying because they were just so happy, he, he, he the juice is loose. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. there was a lot of decompression that came with like, oh, at least we got one. Yeah. At least black people won one. I, I, I heard or read somewhere that Everybody knew he did it, but the fact that the black guy got off was like we joke about it yeah, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People still say, "Yeah, he did it," but you know, we got we got one. We were able to slide. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that it's there's a lot of revelations that have been coming out, and it's steadily getting more and more publicized, I guess. And um, 
it's hard for us to be to monitor our own culture when everybody has their hand in this pot. When all these other cultures that can make money off black America has their hand in the black American culture pot. So it's hard for us to police our own people when he's still signed to a, a, a record label. That he just got dropped from. That he but just it's got not, dropped from. But Shouts it's, it's, out not, it's not hard, bro. But at least he did it. Like, we make it hard. It's not hard. That's what we talked about earlier. Black. We are. This, this is a culture of broken people. Generationally broken people, man. And people are always look, like. Look, that's what I'm saying. If we keep making excuses. Right. It's not, it wasn't hard, bro. We we literally changed our collective minds in 48 hours, bro. The whole no. culture, the whole culture changed their minds. First of all, you listen in to Joe Budden. 48 you, hours, you know people were bro. still capping for R. Kelly. So stop that, bro. No, you no, know no, people no, were. No, no, it no, no, was no. not R. the Kelly whole culture. Is officially canceled. He is officially canceled. By the way, I hate that term, officially like canceled. Yes. I, I hate it too, but it's right. but that's that's what it is today. So as of right now, among black culture, R. Kelly is collectively we have all canceled him. Right? And now because Can he you is really canceled. Say that for real? Listen, because now that he's canceled for real, for real, and the people in power know, all right, we gotta drop him from the label because they're not rocking with him. Mm-hmm. That's why they dropped him, because it's a bad look. Because nobody is rocking with him right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody, you nobody is rocking with like him. nobody of importance. I get that. No, when us, we are important. I don't care about the white people. No the black people, white we. That's we what push, I'm saying. Charlemagne, Joe Button, Van Lathan, uh, horrible. All these different podcasts. All these people that are representing black culture. These are the people that are speaking out and saying no, we don't want to, because exactly, there's still people but, that are speaking in favor of him. That's what I'm saying. Like part of black culture is definitely still rock culture. But no, but but by and large, you know, good and well, the people, the people that quote unquote cancel, like the people are against R. Kelly now. Everybody has woke up because of the. Because of the six-part docu-series, and now he's canceled collectively. So let's say seventy-five to eighty percent of black people don't rock with him right now, and so therefore, because that's the revelation, then the you know the Actions the, the, the record label is like, right. oh shoot, and the all police right. in Atlanta or Chicago somewhere they're starting to like know. investigate his house. Yeah, so the record label, all right, we we, we got to drop in Atlanta. Him. I think. We got to drop him, guys. You know what I mean? And so now all this stuff is happening. And now it's a snowball effect or whatever, but it's just like that. It shouldn't take that long, bro. But but it's but what I'm saying is we can do it. Like it's not that because he's signed to a record label, we can't affect his bottom line or we can't affect the support that he gets elsewhere. We can affect it when we get in the uproar and we go on Twitter and we go online and we whatever and we say what we got to say and we push that narrative. Then yeah, stuff will fall. Hey, so you, so I don't 13? I don't I don't think that we're powerless when it comes to. The people that we support because R. Kelly has been upheld by black culture. He's not a mm-hmm. crossover star. It's not like it's Justin Timberlake. I believe I can fly. Yeah, but but he's still he's he's largely listened to and supported by black people. That's all I'm saying. He's a black culture star. Like it's all- so crazy that we have this conversation about R. Kelly, and I don't know anyone in my family that listens Listen to, to R. R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I mean. At, not, oh, I mean, there, there's nobody in my family that listens to him, but every cookout I go to, I everybody stepping in they love. Every That's every, song, but I'm I'm just saying though. That's like, probably not gonna go anywhere, and I'm not gonna lie. If it came on, I might step in the name of love. You still that sucks. It. It's 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 trash, but it's, it, it is what it is. But like, look, it does kind of suck. But that but that song is played universally at like black get-togethers, yeah, no bro. Doubt. 
birthday parties birthday and parties any, any DJ that's DJ like a daytime event you know yeah, so yeah I definitely it's, agree it's coming like that on crowd songs. now at the white clubs they'll never turn that song on because white people don't step in the name of love they just don't <laughs> they literally <laughs> don't you know what I mean so it's just like that's our song that's our guy you know what I mean we're the ones that keep it going and so we have to take responsibility for our people and our culture and what I'm saying is we gotta stop allowing corporate America to influence who we support and who we don't support. If we know somebody is wrong, if we know something is not conducive to like our culture moving forward and they're holding us back, yo, don't support that person. Don't 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 push that that envelope. You know what I mean? Like fall back from that. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree That's all with I'm that. Saying. I get that. And I, and I feel that. like we do have the power as a people. We're extremely powerful and we we don't recognize our power because we see that all these other people do have their hands in the pot, but they only have their hands in the pot because we are making them money. That's, we, that's what, yeah, it's that's us. What. Without us, they're not making money because they don't do anything. They Without don't produce us. anything. They don't make the music. They're not creative. They just have the money. But we're, we are the product. So let's take it from what we should do and let's take it to like, how it is now and how this like this R. Kelly situation should have been years ago. It is now. Right. Let's move forward with what we have now as a culture. Let's move forward with this culture and say specifically to let's let's make it even more local and make it a Portland thing. Right. How it, how can we breach the how can we have a conversation between both parties in Portland specifically between the transplants and the natives for lack of a better term when it comes to building this black community because you have um instagram accounts like black unity pdx you have a lot of people that are trying to do this but and how do we get enough people to talk about what we talk about on this podcast what you've talked about on your podcast mm -hmm. what i talk about on the radio and what you talk about in your video blogs how do we create this link of land between the portlanders and the outsiders when it comes to the mm. black community I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where to start on that, bro. Like, I, it's just like, what, other than our our skin color? Because um, all skin folk ain't kin folk. That's exactly a, that's, all skin folk ain't. So, yeah. and that's that's one thing that I'm realizing, man. It's just like <laughs> everybody is not on the same. Like, there's there's some black people that feel more comfortable around white people. Mm. So I can't I can't make them feel comfortable. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so those that rock together, like, I just feel like we really got to rock. Like, obviously, like, I don't have a problem with y'all. Like, I'm I'm from Portland. I don't have a problem meeting people that are not from Portland no, or no. making friends with people that's that's not from here. Like, I'm totally for that, you know? Were you like that in high school as well? I always wonder how, like, was Houston, like, your mecca? <laughs> or was it, was it your, yo, I've met brothers on every socioeconomic ladder. They're all my brothers kind of thing. Like, you <laughs> nah. know what I'm saying? Like, how like we don't, Malcolm before, did you have, like, a Malcolm before where he was like, yo, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't really rock with them, yo. You from where? Oh, you from New York? Oh no, because I'm listen to your podcast. You listen to a lot of New York rappers growing up. So yeah, you always I, had an I've, I've never had I've never had bias to somebody that was from somewhere. somewhere I mean, else? all the music that I listened to, I didn't listen to West. Coast. I mean, I listened to everything, but like my favorite stuff growing up was, you know, No Limit, Three Six Mafia, Mob Deep, Busta Rhymes, Wu Tang. Like I listened to everything that pretty much wasn't West Coast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I never had any bias to anybody that wasn't from here. I actually um, admired 
really Southern culture a lot. Mm. You know, I love their music. Um, I love just the way they, they got down and they always did stuff together. And even the West Coast was like that too, but it was just like, I just love like the South, period. So, um, I don't know, as a kid, I didn't have the opportunity to be, you know, surrounded by or interact with people from other places. But And you maintain that, going like being an adult. So I think the people that do have that separate separateness Mm-hmm. probably had that since they were young if it, if you've had this same mentality since you were but young no, but, but people grow and evolve like i think i wouldn't i wouldn't be the man that i am and i wouldn't have the outlook that i have if i stayed important mm-hmm. and I, I know that for a fact like there's no way that i am who i am and i think the way that i think if i don't have the interaction that i didn't form the relationships with the people that i did down there because what happened in the south is a lot of my um a lot of things that were built up in my mind you know what I mean? Like I just had a whole paradigm shift of who black people are and how they function and and just like what is regular and what's not right. Like it ain't no it wasn't no regular. Like everybody is different. You know, it wasn't because like in, in Portland is is low key like monolithic because everybody was the same. So that's what I'm saying. Like in the South, like you can you can be a corny black like because like in, in Portland, you got to be a gangster. You got to be a pimp. Hustle like you couldn't just be no regular dude with a job. That's not acceptable. Like you gotta be hustling. You gotta have a certain type of mentality, whatever. You gotta carry yourself a certain type of way to feel like accepted. Mm. You couldn't just work a regular job and be cool and go hang out with these people that's like super professional or that's like kind of on a hustling, pimping, whatever they whatever they doing. And or you know, so it's just like I didn't realize that I could just be a regular guy. Not to say that I aspire to be that, but that like this this could happen bro like all these people could interact and come together and kick it at the same spot and not be judged you see what i'm saying absolutely mm-hmm. and so but but in portland with the crab in the barrel mentality that we have it's just like it's it's kind of judgmental in that way mm. and so that's why i feel like you see to this day like and and then if if you have that like inferior inferior mentality where it's like oh well they think they all that because they work for such and such or they think blah, blah, blah. like they may not think they're all that but if you think that you blocking your blessing of like <laughs> meeting yeah. somebody new and, and creating this relationship and yeah. developing this relationship yeah. with somebody that's from out of town because honestly like the people that i talk to um that's not from here like they're always looking to break into somebody's mm-hmm. social circle and make friends but they can't do it because the portland people are so blocked off and so protected and guarded and so it's just like I don't know, man. I, I don't know how we break that down. But uh, those that do, those that are doing it, we just got to continue to do I it. I think we can do that by sliding in DMs. I mean. Okay. The DM ministry. Okay. Could, could tell, you, tell me, tell me more DM about that. The DM ministry. DM industry. Ma- <laughs> Listen. Madam Minister. <laughs> Yo, can we, can so, we talk? No, ex- I want to expand. Yeah, yeah I just want to add that. appropriate DMs. I mean, if you if you are an, a transplant and you see somebody in Portland on the social media thing, then you should pull up and be like, yo, I'm trying to have a conversation over microphones. And, you know, mm, that's <laughs> how you do it. Um, and did if you, you are, slight, did you hear the slight dig right there? <laughs> no, that was she was bigging you up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was, she was bigging you up. You, yeah. I just make, I just make and if you're from Portland, you should, you know, also if you notice that somebody just moved here or something, you know, you should slide in their DMs and be like, I mean, 
that that is kind of tricky though. You know, they just moved in. Hey, you just moved in. You know, you want to hang out and all that. But right. but yeah, I mean, Instagram. Yeah, just reach out. Very powerful. Yeah, it is. Just just start reaching out, and I feel like on both sides, you say that the Portland natives are blocked off and they don't want to allow people in, and then you have the transplants that. Look at Portland natives. Yeah. Like, Yo, what's your, what's but, I, but that's the thing. I don't know how transplants look at Portland natives, but I feel like they look at us a certain way based upon their experience. Because I feel like you guys come with a with like with a clean slate, with an open heart, and then you experience that. <laughs> that's like there's there's a perception of Portland, and there's a reality of Portland. Once you once that reality hits you, you like, oh man, these niggas mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. And so it's Big tough. Facts. Big facts. Yeah. Yo, it's, that's, that's it's, it's tough for y'all. It's hard for y'all. I mean, I already know. And some of those few people that, yeah, I hear people talking all the time, like, yo, I'm, when I'm crossing the street, black people don't even look my way. Mm-hmm. People aren't even looking for you. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you could tell who's a transplant because they, like, I've, I feel like I'm the one that definitely yeah. does that. Like, I'm always checking to make eye contact because yeah. I haven't seen a black person all day. So it's just like, yo, I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I definitely get that black people, some people might start getting callous. Because of the negative reinforcement that may or may not be happening in their life, I absolutely agree with that. That's that's problematic as well, man. But yeah, wow, what a great episode, man! Really yeah. good, really good. What what I want to do, what I want to end this with um, for Cheyenne top is, five, the, top five, is top the Fab five. five. You know what I mean? So these are five questions that I ask everybody. Mm. Um, so the preface to the first question: What's your favorite genre? I think I know. Of music. Yes. Music. Um. I've been really feeling like the indie soul lately. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what? Artist? So what? Yeah. What artist or album made you fall in love with the indie soul? Genre? Um. So now N A O. Um. Man, she, did you go to the show? No, um, oh, I wasn't. Man. I, I don't know her songs that much to be going to her shows like Word. that. Um. And then there's this other artist. She's not indie soul, but she has like that, that in between like pop indie soul vibe um doja cat i know she made the whole moo thing but she's not just moo okay i promise i don't know who she is she's i like her um she raps, song she raps or is, is she... she's like that okay that in between yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. where you could just that talk Drake. on the on the mic and sound like you rap and sound like you're right. singing right. um right. sabrina claudio um, you didn't cancel her? Did you cancel her for a while and then came back? Who's Sabrina Claudio? Because she had racist tweets when she was like 14. I never knew. Oh, yeah. They canceled her for a couple weeks. Oh, mm. damn it. <laughs> I, n- I never heard of her. Sabrina Claudio, she's a young girl. She's an up She's okay. like Jesse Reyes. She has a really good voice. Mm. That sucks. All right, but I mean, again, yo, it's she ain't, she ain't kill nobody. She ain't hurt nobody, so. Right, yeah, and it's, it's, you got to grow. I feel like we, well even if um you look at my Twitter said some crazy things like mm-hmm. you know how, like you get these hashtags that go like things black people do like yeah or like things light-skinned girls do like mm-hmm. if you looked at my twitter you would see me going in like yeah. so you gotta grow you gotta meet new people you gotta expand you gotta have that person check you and yeah. say yo you can't be talking like that and then you know you can't we can't hold people to their past forever mm, no nah. that's 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 they, that's unfair it is it's not cool i mean that's what they did to uh to kevin hart you know what i mean a joke yeah. a joke from 10 years ago they trying to hold him to that yeah that kevin hart thing really bothers me because he stepped down i'm not apologizing then he said i'm gonna apologize mm. and they still said you're not you're not hosting the, the oscars hey man what yes 
I thought he decided that he wasn't going to host. That. At first, he decided. Oh, but then but he then he, he was campaigning to get back on, but. Yeah. Mm. But then they were like, oh, yeah, you ready to come back? Oh, no, no, just kidding. We All just... right, back to my five questions. Word, word. Uh, <laughs> question number two. Is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? Oh. Um, Fruit Vial Station. Mm. Ryan I feel like it's the first one that's coming to my mind, but yeah. watching that movie, I was like, and it, again, you see it every day, but it's like, nah, like, he was resisting like they said he was because, you know, uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah. It's crazy. I still have not seen it. Really? It's, I it's just, very I don't, hard. I don't want to watch it because I know how it ends right. and I don't want to feel that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's up there with 12 Years a Slave for me. It's just like, no, nah, I can't, I just you know, can't I didn't, do that. I watched that 12 movie. 12 Years a Slave wasn't my thing. I didn't really like it that much. I, I, th- when I heard that story, I was like, you are not about to take me down this dark, dark path. And that's mm-hmm. what I felt about Fruitvale Station. But maybe mm-hmm. like this R. Kelly thing, maybe it's important enough to see, to really kind of like give yourself more. Yeah, I think it's. Not, yeah. I, I, don't, I need to see it though. I Is just got Fruit Vile or Fruit Tile? Fruit Vale. Fruit Vale. Yeah. Question number three, when you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Um, I meditate and I do yoga mm. and I write. Um, a lot of times I'll just feel like blocked and just can't get things off. And mm-hmm. once I write it down, it's like I fall asleep. Wow. Or I have to cry. Just got to get it out. Mm-hmm. Like it's been times where I just think about my mom and like, man, why didn't you do it this way? Like, I would have known this earlier if you had just done it this way. But I'm not mad at her. It's just, you know, I, I just cry about it a little bit. And I'm like, it's okay because I know it now. Man, that's Oh, that's deep. powerful. That, that really, powerful. yo, that's powerful. That forgiveness or that, mm-hmm. like, take, take, you can still be hurt about it, but yeah. you don't have to direct that hurt towards your mother. Yeah. Just a, just a circumstance. Yo, mm-hmm. that thought, like, that weighs on me so much as mm-hmm. a as a parent, as a father. Like, I think about it all the time. I, I kind of get paralyzed by it, but I'm like, yo, what am I not doing? What are my <laughs> kids What are my kids going to be like you know, when they grow up? Like, man, dad, why didn't you do this? Why did you do it's that? It's going to be something. There's it's going to be something, man. I'm trying to eliminate every possibility so that they're just looking at looking back at me and, like, I did everything right, but I know I'm not doing it all right. But it just kills me to, like, to let my, my kids down in any type of way. Like, And then I feel like I'm not a parent, but I just feel like, I'm assuming that this is how my mom feels. She knows that there's some things she could have done better. And when I tell her, like, it's okay, you know, you didn't tell me about, oh, I hate that this is the first thing that came to my mind. You didn't show me that a guy's supposed to put on a condom in front of you, you know, all of that. But but I learned it. And I know that you couldn't tell me because your mom didn't tell you and her mom didn't tell her. And it, it's mm. it's okay, you know. You mm-hmm. did you did everything that you were supposed to do. And you did it with the resources that you had and you you executed beautifully and because of you I am now allowed to have this new information and Yeah. And know? absorb it in a way that yep. I'll never forget. Yep. Man, that's it's beautiful. about those broken generations that Right. You know. That's beautiful, man. But you know the coldest part, I'm gonna get to the rest of these questions. But you know the co- <laughs> the coldest part about it is like when you're like you know what you want to do as a parent, you know how you want to go about something, but then when you're in the moment and it's yeah. heated, you just can't do it. Mm. 
because you're all you're doing like basically when you become a parent you just like do everything that your mom or your dad did so however they scolded you when you got in trouble your the type of punishment like the type of reaction like everything is just like muscle mm-hmm. memory even though you say i will never do- i will never do man it's the, it's so hard to fight yep. against that that's been like instilled in you so it's just like man like my I, thing right now is i would i'm hoping that i never spank my kids because i feel like that is a white man's thing good luck <laughs> um <laughs> Them terrible twos, three. <laughs> no, the, the threes though. The threes is the worst. Like when they can talk, but then they act like they don't understand. It. It's like, nah, you you, you know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm communicating clearly with you. You know what's going on, and I know you know what's going. On. Oh, that's nah, that belt, man. That's, that's now nah, the belt is you just use the hand. You know, that's real. Just tap them thighs real quick. Anyway, um, question number. Four, what book would you recommend everyone to read right oh, now? That's that's hard because I never finish books. Like I read them and I have like four chapters left, and I'm like, uh, um, come back to me on that. I'm gonna get the exact title on that one. Okay, I'm. I could do a replacement um, question on that one. What was the worst job you ever had? Um. The worst job I ever had, I would say it's my current job. <laughs> Uh-oh. The, the field. Career change coming through. Um, working in, in healthcare eyes, to be exact, is so difficult. Like, being vegan and I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't mm. know all these things. But just knowing the little bit that I do know and then these patients ask these doctors very obvious food related questions oh. and doctors are like no you need these eye drops wow you know so wow. and then also it's like the the type of people I can't really say things that I want to say because you know it's the healthcare industry you got to be professional and yeah, all that yeah. so it very, it's very limiting to just who I am as a person that has to be tough. Like, I was just, like, I really just started watching uh, Dr. Sebi and his videos on YouTube. And just some of the things that he's, like, what he, when he says, your food is your medicine. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> I've never looked at food that way. You know? And just to think of, like, all the things that he's done for himself and and what, what he's done for other people and just the, the research that he's done. It's just everything that he knows. And he mm-hmm. hasn't been formally trained, but it's just like. It doesn't matter that he's been formally trained. He knows what he knows, and, right. it's, and it's real. And he just talks about a lot of what we go through in America and with the health industry. It's just like it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Your food is your medicine. And then a lot of these medications, they, they're like they're derived from plants, and then they're chemically re. Yeah, 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 re-engineered. And it's mm-hmm. like it started from a plant. Like why not just use the damn plant? Right, right. So, but I have that book. Um, okay. It's called. Ooh, it's called Blink: The Power of Thinking Without Thinking by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm, and Gladwell. it's, for the most part, about. How do I summarize it? It's, it goes a lot into, like, you know, your intuition and your gut and just thinking and, like, 
how something can happen to you and then you go and you tell that like we could record this right now mm -hmm. and someone can ask me like how were you feeling in that moment when this was asked and you could go and you tell that story but then you look at the tape and it's like but you were clenching your hands you know mm -hmm. you were you were sweating a little bit why, why didn't you tell me any of that and it's just like how we almost like retell the story just in a different way like i don't mm -hmm. it's 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 a good book so is it like tapping into your subconscious mm -hmm. to uh to fully communicate everything that's going on at at, at any given time is that what it's about no it I, I don't think it's trying to show you how to do that it's just saying like this is what actually happened and this is mm -hmm. what you recall happened and mm. yes you are you are correct because you were the one there and you're the one telling the story but mm. But look at the footage, you know, like mm. also. So why why do we do Does it say why we do that? Yeah. It, it also goes into, let's say you let's say you woke up one day really happy, you know, everything's going great. And then you go at the bus stop and you wait for your bus. And the person sitting at that bus stop is like an old elderly woman and she's a little slouched over. And so you go sit and it goes into how you start to take on her her actions of how you would slouch. Hmm. And then like she'll cross her leg and then you'd cross your leg. Mm. Just like these these energies of people, you know, like how you just take on their, you know how they say like people that are negative around you, you start to become negative as well. It's, it's, it's like that. Yeah, okay. That's dope. Let's so. check that out. All right. Last question, number five. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Oh. And my eulogy. Mm-hmm. It's over for Shay Camille. You won't be able to watch it. You won't be able to enjoy it, unfortunately. But how do you want to leave this earth? What do you want people to say at your eulogy? Hmm. I would want them to say, man, that's loaded. That's deep. <laughs> I know. It always takes folks a few minutes or just a few moments to gather their thoughts on this one. So take your time. Hopefully the person speaking up there would say that I I just I've I followed my heart. That's so cliche. Um I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that's deep because he's like you're thinking about your legacy now yeah. at this point in your life yeah. and how crazy it is when you feel like especially i don't know about you but at 25 i really feel like i'm becoming the person mm -hmm. that i oh okay i'm i'm lauren hill said it best in her unplugged she's like i'm still i don't know myself i'm still being introduced to aspects yep. of myself every day yeah so it's like what aspect do i hope what what common denominator do i hope stays with me you know what i mean so like do you have a, a quality or a characteristic that you feel I hope I never lose this aspect of of me to where people remember that. Um, I'd say my openness, my open mind to just like I want to hear about everybody. I want to know everybody's story. I want to know how they grew up. I want to do this. I want to like let's just do it. Don't let's just do it. Mm -hmm. And that's just something I. Yeah. That I'm open-minded. Word. That's good. 
I feel like that's not a good answer. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, look, you're you're 25 years old. Like you're in the process of learning yourself. Like, so you are forming that like that legacy. But being open-minded is a good foundation. I'd say transparent. Let's do that. Word. My transparency. Yeah. yeah. A lot more difficult than being open. Yeah. 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 And there's and there's a lot to to learn from that transparency mm. and. uh and I feel like you know this, but like there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about talk about the freedom that you've gained, and just how much you've learned about yourself going through this transparent experience of like becoming a YouTuber and really just like bearing it all for everybody and just not like you you don't you don't fear anything, mm-hmm. right? Like, or just you, you tell me how you feel about it. I feel like when you live in your truth, people can't use it against you. They can't be like, but you did. Yeah, I did. I did. I said I did it. And what? <laughs> yeah. Next. Right. Let's try again. Um, the truth, again, another cliche statement, but the truth will set you free. And being true to yourself is, for me, the best way to find find people that are like you find people that are also true to themselves because you can't you can't go looking for something that you haven't already found within you and that you already have built in you mm. it's, it's that you're not gonna cross you're, that path is not even you couldn't even recognize yeah. that person yeah, yeah and they so couldn't recognize exactly you. yeah um yeah being true to yourself is is always that's always popping that's always trendy that's always gonna be Where's that? Yeah. And even if it isn't popping, it's always the right path. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Well, Cheyenne, I appreciate you for coming <laughs> on. This has been a great discussion. I hope you enjoyed yourself. We didn't talk about Soldier Boy, but Yeah, we didn't talk about Soldier Boy, but <laughs> everybody's already touched on that. Darn it. We missed out on Soldier Boy. Big Soldier. <laughs> Big Soldier. But our but our conversation went in enough directions and enough turns where we, we don't need to touch on that. We're good. I don't think Soldier would have fit into this, you know. So, yeah, two hours. That crabs in a bucket thing probably would have, but yeah. It could have. Well, we got time, you know. <laughs> you you extended our time. Y'all going end with Soldier? <laughs> no, 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 no. It it will be. Got the top five. They were like, but Soldier. But Soldier. No, we can we can cut. I can cut and then create a like a different segment or something. Whatever, but. <laughs> But appreciate y'all for listening, man. Uh, Cheyenne, tell the people how they can get a hold of you, where they can find you on YouTube, all the socials, all that good stuff. Well, you know, you could follow me on Instagram, C-H-E-Y-C-A-M-I-L-L-E. That's Shy Camille. Um, my YouTube is Cheyenne Camille, C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E-C-A-M-I-L-L-E. And, yeah, it's a judgment-free zone everywhere that I'm at. So if mm-hmm. you have any judgment, you know, you can view the video because you know it'll give me a view, but don't comment. <laughs> she ain't got time for that. Yeah. Oba. Good, sir. How Thank you, man. How can people get a hold of you, man? As where, always. Where, um, where should they tune in? On the gram, I am Obabalu, O-B-A-B-A-L-U. On Twitter, it's like the radio show, Effable, E-F-F-A-B-L. And uh, tune in on Thursday. Tune in this Thursday at 7 o'clock. We got a three-hour show for you. Um, it's definitely going to be relationship-focused. And um, the you'll you'll hear it. You listen to you listen to check out check out the gram for the um, for the particulars of the show. 
this year I'm going to be a lot more transparent and not just post gifts, but I'm actually going to be on my gram. So uh, I'm not fearing this technology business. It already knows what I look like and what I sound like. So let me just, you know what I mean? Like receive it with open arms or whatever. So thank you again for this platform. Thank you for putting out such really, really unique and interesting uh, topics. And again, thank you for being such a such a uh, excuse me a, a, a good conversationalist, man. I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate everything that you brought to the conversation, both of you guys, and uh, appreciate y'all for listening. So if you want to hit me up on Instagram or on Twitter at sxsndls, my personal Instagram, Emmanuel since eighty five, and once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and <laughs> we unapologetically. <laughs> Discuss our worldviews and Oba with the <laughs> with the mouth guitar. <laughs> Grace and peace. Yeah. My narrative. This is journalism. We're skin. No writer's block. No writer's block. Uh, every page imperative. Every verb now phrase character. Every verb then now shapes character. True story. No embellishments. Uh. Front page editorial. No editors. No editing, no meddling, just transparency, transparently, all praise due to the chief.